Do 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 do. Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to episode 73 of the Switch Mania Playcast. The best of 2020 so. It's like the Oscars, but not. <laughs> but not. It's better. It's better. It's like the video game awards, but without the, the stars. With, without world premieres. <laughs> yeah. Without the stars. Hey, we're stars in our own right. In your own mind, you're a star. In my own mind. <laughs> I'm pretty popular in the household. Pretty popular in your own mind, baby. That's good. Uh. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, um... As always, we do have um, copies of Switch Collector Volume 2 available. Volume 1 is sold out, everyone. Completely. Yay, woo! I mean, there's people that are probably not going to say yay. <laughs> They're going to be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no! Um, they waited but, Yeah, Volume 2 is still available for pre-order as we um, finish that book up to get it out. Um, mm-hmm. There are copies of both Super Blood Hockey and Pigeon Dev Games Collection available at PremiumEditionGames.com. Um, they're going to be up until they are out. Once they're sold out, they're sold out, everyone. Um, games are ordered. Um, as JP, I'm assuming, is going to talk about his experience with uh, what happened this week. What happened this week? This has been a crazy, crazy time for me. I don't even know what day it is. If we were, uh, just so everybody listening, if we are all recording together, this is when Barry and I would smack JP. Yes. <laughs> go, really? Pow. Back head, back, right at the back of the head. Just, just a good smack. Oh, no, not the head. I just, just, I'm not trying to give him brain damage. Anymore. I add comedic relief even when I'm not around. <laughs> are we yeah. talking about the cartridges? Yes. We're talking about your I video know. you did. I, you recorded it. <laughs> are we talking about this little Pigeon Dev Games Collection cartridge thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so, so it's it's been it's been a crazy week. We got a lot of stuff in. For oh yeah, I, I honestly can't even believe it. It's been the same week. That's that's why I'm saying that because I am looking at the calendar. It's already the 19th of December, and I mean the, the year has been very long and then also very short at the same time. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't believe that was earlier in this week. Like seriously, I thought it was like weeks ago. But um, yeah, we got something in from for Premium Edition Games. Uh, one of the biggest pieces of our physical releases, and that is the cartridge, the actual cartridge for Pigeon Dev Games Collection. So as everybody may or may not be aware, this is our second release that's currently up for pre-order on our website, premiumeditiongames.com if you're in the U.S., videogamesplus.ca if you're anywhere else in the world. And, you know, we had delays with Super Blood Hockey, so even though Super Blood Hockey was our first release, Nintendo, we got held up with them, fixing some minor bugs and whatnot. So we moved on. We were also working on Pigeon Dev at the same time, and those mm-hmm. carts arrived. And earlier this week on our YouTube channel, I put a video of popping the cartridge in my Switch, showing exactly what it looks like, what you get you know, when you pop it in, the four icons of the games that come up. And it was, it was a surreal moment. Like, I honestly could not believe that, one, I'm, I'm holding a cartridge that has premium edition on the label but two it was our game and we you know we've been working behind the scenes for months but we opened up pre-orders in november and we have the cartridge already in hand in december so while we're still a little bit a while's away from shipping to everybody uh, because we are still working on the other physical pieces the cartridges are here i mean we got them and it's mm-hmm. it's crazy 
like the first thing I said in the video is like, it's real. It's a legit thing. I even had Shanna video or recording me and I said, we're doing this in one shot. So just a lot of times I would say zoom out so people could see the slot holder, make sure they could see the screen, all, all that stuff. I didn't want anyone to think we have some have magical editing powers or whatnot. But yeah, it was it was a really awesome and humbling moment. And it just made me that much more excited to um, to for everyone to be getting this soon in the mail. So you know, I will say there was one disappointment about that video. Was it my audio? No, no, no. The audio was <laughs> fine. Uh, it was the fact that you didn't lick it. You didn't taste it. You got to make, make sure it's real. You know, I was tempting. I should have said, you know, if we got like a thousand people watching it, thousand I would like it. Maybe, maybe we'll, uh, we'll come back to that. We'll save that for the second video. <laughs> what, what's funny, though, is that like now, instead of the criticism, because we read, read the mean tweets before now the criticism of new company you're never going to release it now it's like how is this new company releasing it so quickly yep. like because we told you we would <laughs> it was funny on on the discord on the you know the collector discord group that was one of the things i saw after um we had posted the video is like how is it that you know company abc takes half a year to a year and doesn't send us anything and this new company you know referencing us has the cartridge already. And I, I responded, I said, well, listen, I said, I can't speak for the other company and I won't, but when it comes to us, when we started this company, we were getting cartridges out. Like that was, you know, one of our requirements. We weren't going to hold up the pre-orders, you know, until, you know, X amount of time. So, you know, they may be surprised because we are a new company already showing the cartridge, but, you know, internally to all of us, this was the goal all along. We weren't yeah. waiting. We we were waiting on you know Nintendo for the approval and the shipping and whatnot. But the goal was always to make the cartridges, and that hasn't changed. So you know it's it was exciting for me to get them in, but it wasn't surprising because we mm. knew that was coming. But you know to other people, seeing is believing. I hope this video just instills a little bit more confidence that we're doing what we say. And like I said, while we're still a little bit away from from ready to ship to everybody. I mean, the hardest part is the cartridges. That's the biggest piece of the item. Everything else, you know, is done, you know, in within the states. So, the, the manuals, the slip covers, the the insert stuff like that. So those are the easy pieces. We're just finalizing the design and 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 that stuff. The cartridge was the big ticket item, you know, so to say. And that's here. And what's awesome is Super Blood Hockey. You know, Jeff, we got to know this. They're done with production. It's getting ready to ship from Japan to us. So in a you know hopefully with holidays and and delays and all that in a few weeks I'll be doing the exact same video with Super Blood Hockey. Um, there so you go, JP. Finally took a breath. Barry and I were waiting. It took about five minutes. <laughs> like, I was like waiting for him to pause. Like no, no, he's he's not going to pause. You see how excited I get? He's not going to pause. He's not going <laughs> to pause. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is, is that the other companies too. It's this is why we can't comment on them is that we said this from day one. We're going to allow everybody to join us for the ride. We're going to pull the curtain back and mm. allow everybody to, to join in. So some companies may not show everything till there's a finalized product. Uh, I know just from our perspective, we have Mr. I don't like to breathe JP who can't wait like oh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> he's just like, can I post? Can I post? It's like, so, but that allows everybody to join us for the ride. So no other companies that I'm seeing is doing that on a consistent basis. Every once in a while, 
you would see the blue trace shot from some companies. But like we're gonna be doing that like consistently as we get some in. We're excited about it. Yeah, yeah. people. I I will say this: if when we get new things in, you guys will be notified relatively quickly because of JP's inability to <laughs> wait. Yep. Uh, for example, when we did get the cartridges in, he JP sent a photo to everybody in our team. Here it is, guys. Don't share it. This is the first look. <clears throat> awesome. We're so happy. <laughs> Within 20 minutes, I'm getting a message. Barry, could you post this on Discord? I'm like, wait a minute. We, you just told us not to share. He's like, no, no. Just on Discord. We're going to go right. I've breathed okay. three times since then now, Barry. Come on. <laughs> okay, here we go. Discord exclusive. And, and of course, Discord got it a whole day before yeah. uh, the rest of the world. So yeah. that is a definite reason to join our Discord for those exclusives. But it was still funny because I was confused. I'm like, wait, you just told me not to share it. And now you're telling me to share it. Make up your mind, damn. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's. It's crazy because I think what people in the community hopefully know is like I am a collector. I'm a crazy collector. I mean, it's no joke when we talk Definitely about crazy. variants. Like I go insane. There's a rugby game, you know, <laughs> just di- digressing for one second. So it makes my point. In the UK, there's a rugby challenge four game coming out. And I knew about that one. And I knew about an Australian cover as well. I did not know about a New Zealand cover with an all black jersey team cover. So I'm posting this line. People know and I'm buying three versions of this game. I don't even play rugby, so I'm going to be playing these or going to be getting in these games. And then on top of that, you also have uh, Slide Star with like the YouTuber and the influencers. And there's five different covers worldwide, and I found them all. Like that's how crazy I'm. So when when it comes to our company now, and we get something in, I'm I'm immediately telling Jeff and Barry and everyone, I'm like, I want to share this. Can we share this? Can you get me a photo that looks good? Like, I can't wait because I'm that excited that I know everybody else would be, too. Mm-hmm. And case in point, yeah, case in point, you know, Jeff, we've been working on a robot name fight retro box for a while now. And mm-hmm. I just want to show that off because I think it's awesome. You show me a mock-up of the front cover of the Pigeon Dev Guide, the strategy guide, the premium guide. I want to show that off. I want to show off mm-hmm. the white CAD samples that our, our packing facility is sending us so we can approve the layout and the design and the box shape like i just want to show a white box to people because i think that's fun like you don't ever get to see that and um you know to me it's just like i want to see every piece of that process i want to see how it's coming together because like you said it's a journey and we're all taking it together and you're all seeing it from conception to to in in your hand and i think that's a really fun thing yeah i mean and you mentioned the guide um in between you not taking breaths Uh, (laughs) so the guide was an interesting one because um erica one of our team members made a bunch of mock-ups of all the different items before we put pigeon dev games collection up for pre-order um she just did some mock-ups of what she thought would look cool which they absolutely do uh the guide though to me i was like oh no we're not going with a traditional Hagen's Alley image wrap cover, which means we're just going to put a an art print that you would create. Like, we're doing old-school book. Like, mm-hmm. that stuff's going to be, like, soft touch or, or faux leather touch with um, really shiny embossing, debossing, going to be a little bit 3D to it. Like, it's adding the backgrounds. And so, like, the, the image JP's talking about is I used a um, an art piece from the back of... A background of something that Anna, the Pigeon Dev game, Pigeon Dev mm-hmm. games, um, that she created, and I 
made that and diluted that and made that into a single color and put it behind the imagery. And so what it's going to do is that single cover color is going to be gold-ish or shiny black or something crazy um, that's going to like allow everything to pop and give it a really premium feel to it. Um, so I've been going back and forth with the printing company just to make sure we get everything laid out appropriately, but I want to give everything a really old school look to it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be cool. And I'm, I'm using a, um, a book cover for inspiration because I use things for inspiration, just like, um, when we created the manual for super blood hockey, I used NES ice hockey as an example. And it's for like layouts and stuff using our own mm -hmm. art. I use the art of war. <laughs> <laughs> from Sun Tzu. Um, but it, there's actually one, I saw it at Barnes & Noble when I was with my family, and it's a faux leather, it's actually like leather leather cover. Um, but it's like red leather with gold on it, and I was like, ooh, let me use some of this. But I took that, downsized it, and I used a Japanese Game Boy instruction manual for the console, and used that as a stylistic example because... If you don't know, listeners, Pigeon Dev Games Collection took a lot of inspiration for Awesome P1 and 2 from the Game Boy. That's why it has mm -hmm. the color scheme. So I wanted to give it like a cool, unique aspect to it where it has a little Game Boy layout. It doesn't mean all of our premium guides are going to have that the, the dots at the top and the, the layout because that's specific to the style of that game. We're going to have to start showing stuff in the Discord little by little and then spreading it out everywhere else. Oh, of course yeah. we will. Because these, these things are just too cool to hear about. Give, you need to give see it, it. Give it time, though, JPC. If you do all of it all at the I same know, time, I then know. nothing gets its time in the spotlight to shine. And you're, then you're like, you're didn't you see that white box? How could you miss that white box? <laughs> you you got to enjoy the white box. It's like, well, we didn't because you gave us 100 things to look at, and that just got mm -hmm. lost in the shuffle. So right now, we got the cartridges. Let's let people enjoy the cartridges and all slowly right. tease out going in, you know, obviously into the, the holiday season and, and beyond you know maybe something new a week or something like that yeah. and let let everything enjoy you know let, let it simmer let it marinate fine i guess we'll wait because i mean i got in the next iteration of the uh challenge cards so i actually have the first uh demo of pigeon dev games mm -hmm. the, the challenge card um with that company the centering still off so i gotta go back to the drawing board because we're not approving everything first time people um mm -hmm. Uh, we got the manual in for um, the manuals for Super Blood Hockey and Pigeon Dev Games Collection. So I'm going to do that on a video eventually. Um, those are a little dark, though, so those aren't going to be the finalized versions. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, we're we're getting there, though. And I mean, I've printed manuals multiple times. We're going with a different printer. Um, so now we're going to go to another printer and see how they do. Yep. We're, we're testing. Um, that being said, though, like we're... With holidays aside, we're within like a week of having everything done. It's just with the holidays, everything you know shuts down for basically a full week. So, um, and then we got to get everything overseas because JP did mention oh, everything else is in the U.S. Everything else only for the premium edition is in the U.S. But with the retro edition and the deluxe edition, there are some things overseas. Um, yep. We do have to get all that stuff ordered. Uh, by next month, otherwise you have something called the Chinese New Year, where that entire country and that entire area shuts down for the month of February. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, 
we got to make sure that we get everything in before then so that, well, that way they can we can honor their wishes to uh, have their holiday. Yeah, and I will say that uh, you know Erica did finish the interior of the steelbook, which we haven't shown. We've shown the front and back, which is the TV, JP's um, but we haven't shown the interior. And I gotta say, the I love it. Like I, it was also one of those things where I'm like, oh, I want to show it so bad. And at the same time, I'm like, no, you know what? Some things can be a surprise and wait just a little bit longer. But I gotta say, you've never seen an interior like the one that she did, and it's just it makes the entire steelbook just so unique and so awesome. And I'm very excited to see. Um, how the final design comes because you know we're we're gonna go as crazy as we can with the steel book being our first one that i think is just really gonna pop <laughs> uh, i'm just gonna spoil it right now it's jp's face so enjoy <laughs> that's why he's so excited about it he loves it <laughs> see it's me licking the cartridge i showed i told you i, I would do it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if uh, nintendo would approve that <laughs> i don't know i don't want to know <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's the that's the thing though is, is when when the first cover. people get our games though they're gonna realize that there's an item in there we haven't told anybody about and how did JP not spoil it? That's what they're gonna ask. <laughs> well, it, it hasn't released yet, so there's still time that he could spoil it. But no, I know really... I I've actually been thinking Barry would be the one that would spoil it. Why why would I spoil it? <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm like I feel like I'm so good at not saying it that it would just be somebody else. And JP just... deflects. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> I'm, I, I don't know if I should be insulted or or honored. I mean, honored, I honored, definitely, definitely honored, not insulted. Just <laughs> honored. That's a high honor, my friend. No, uh, but you're right. Like it's funny. I always try to like block that one image of the item out of my mind so I don't accidentally spoil it. But yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I mean, that's that's the fun thing about these releases is that you know. We it's it's our game. It's our physical release. We get to literally do whatever we want with it, and that means we get to have fun because there's no there's no rules. I put rules in quotes. Obviously, there's rules mm -hmm. about everything, but I I like the fact that we can be as fun as we want because we're the company. You know what I mean? Like we don't work for somebody else, and we have to make sure it, it's you know it it fits in the nice box. Like we get to just be creative, and that means we get to experiment, and that's that's what I like. We get the opportunity to experiment with our releases. And we can try things that other companies haven't done before. We can try things and see what flies. I mean, I, I won't go into too much detail, but I know, for one, I'm reaching out to Nintendo because I want to see if something can be done with a cover that hasn't been done in North America before. And I don't know if it can, but I'm going to ask, and we have the ability to ask and find out. And that's what's fun about this. You know, Jeff, I'm really surprised he hasn't done this yet. And, and obviously, it's a little little too late uh, i believe but you know how disney has like the hidden mickeys all over the park you find <laughs> the little hidden mickey. i'm really surprised jp hasn't done hidden jps hidden in all our releases oh like, my god cover. you don't like, know that there's not <laughs> <laughs> barry when you put our first five releases in a certain way and you pull <laughs> and you step away from the covers an image will form okay like a magic <laughs> eye. picture of jp licking the cartridge <laughs> it's like a magic eye yes <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't get it i don't see it stare at it harder barry stare at it harder <laughs> it's like a picasso got it <laughs> it's gonna be like one of those uh live streaming it's hour 15 of staring at super blood hockey i almost saw jp but he eluded me again <laughs> <laughs> no, I um that's a good idea. I I would love to do Easter eggs. I think that's fun. Um and you know, then people come to expect it, which is really cool because if you start doing something every time but you change it up, then when with your next release they go, Okay, what are they gonna do this time? 
So that's something yeah. to think think about. And I maybe we've done you, it already. I could see you tweeting out, "Hey, so Super Blood Hockey's here. Pigeon Dev is here. Can you find the hidden JP on the cover <laughs> art and just watch as people?" like see things that aren't there and just like i think it's over here and just start circling random parts of the, the cover you know, you know I, should, I could take two super blood hockey covers eventually or two pigeon up and be like what's different between the two and it's oh, the exact God. same thing but just let people go crazy oh that'd be so funny you know i was thinking i think it'd be cool if we had like a jp approved and like me with like a thumbs up in the corner like funky kong with every one of our releases that's I my goal okay i'm gonna be on, on a cover what? I said, okay, Carly Simon. JP wants his <laughs> face on everything. <laughs> I Nobody wants to look at your face, JP. <laughs> Do you know, I was actually in talks before we had launched. This was last last year. I was in talks with the company about doing a JP edition of one of their games. Where yeah, it was with be... Ryan. <laughs> no, no, no. This was actually... Uh... Troll and I. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that would have been... Room cool in the night sky. Had I'm just going to keep going. 3,000 copies of a game. And a thousand of them would be like the JP edition with a different cover, uh, different manual, stuff like that. And then obviously, you know, we launched premium edition. So that's still my goal. I want like a JP edition of some game. I think it's going to come one day. Yeah. Or I rock it. It's one of those things. I'm sure. I'm sure with all the Let's Sings you've bought, maybe they'll do a Let's Sing JP edition where it's you, just recordings of you <laughs> singing all the songs on, on that card. See, Again, that Barry. Game, all the bars, in that game, all the bars would be off. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> and and fun fact: the Let's Sing China Chinese edition is different. So for the first year ever, there's five versions of a yearly release of Let's Sing. Hey JP, yes, nobody cares but you. No. <laughs> hey, I saw one person buy it because I posted it. I want to see somebody leave us a voicemail. I care. <laughs> <laughs> And and speaking of voice messages, JP, we heard the guy who left us multiple ones wanting us to cover multiple Ultimate Alliance 3. I just don't have to buy it. Otherwise, it'll be a game in 2021 we'll cover. (laughs) That guy's going to be like, this is my last attempt. You either play this game or I'm done. We'll we'll play that game. It's coming. You know, the first game of 2021 is Immortals. We've said that. Yeah, uh exactly. So some game in 2021 after I buy it, I have to buy it still. It's been sixty dollars. I was hoping. No, at I I was hoping at um. Calm down, JP. I was hoping that during Black Friday (laughs) that it would come down in price, and so far, no. That's not true. Wario 64 posted it for fifty dollars, and I tagged you. I said it's finally on sale. No. You know he doesn't check Twitter. Yeah, I can't keep up with your million things. As Barry says, you post so much, and like, you didn't see that? No, JP. It's no, funny. I, you know, Jeff Jeff will text me. He's, like, driving, so I know he's done with work, and I'll, I'll start catching him up on all the announcements, and, like, every day, there's crazy new Switch <laughs> physical announcements. JP's like, did you see him? Like, I've been in a hole. I don't have <laughs> access during the day. <laughs> And so, like, that means that, like, I get a very, very, very small window whenever I go on to any Twitter or Facebook. I don't see half of a quarter of what's posted. So, <laughs> you know, you're giving me an idea, though. We should have, like, a Patreon where you can call JP and he'll give you the five minute recap of the day. We're going to be All like the old WWF, WCW. Call the Premium Edition Games Hotline, kids. It's only $9.99 a minute. <laughs> You don't think you have enough time now, JP. You would never get 
anything done. Oh, no, no it's just a recording. He just plays the recording Oh, no, 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 voice. we can't half-ass it. You get to talk to JP. Oh, yeah, no, I w- I'd be like, for 99 cents, you'll get a recording of the highlights. For four ninety-nine, you'll talk to JP, and he'll tell you everything. For nine ninety-nine, he will pre-order the game for you and help you out. <laughs> and for ninety-nine you know, ninety-nine, he might take a breath. <laughs> he might take a breath. You know, it's... If I had time and I had, like, a YouTube channel, I would do, like, the daily five-minute recap. I think that would be a really good thing because there is so much during the day. Mm-hmm. Don't we have – why don't you do it for Premium Edition? We have a YouTube I'm saying channel. if I had time to do a YouTube channel, which I don't. I barely mm-hmm. have time to keep up with all the uh, crazy announcements, and I'm just retweeting most of them and taking, like, screenshots. But, yeah, we should we should talk about some because there were some – there was a big announcement yesterday. So I think that's a good transition. Um, appreciate it. everybody who supported Premium Edition Games so far, and let's talk about the news. Yes. All right, so one of the biggest things, you know, we'll get into some new games that got announced this week and whatnot, but aside from that, you know, we are the newest North American physical Switch publishing company uh, for a few months now. There hasn't been another one that popped up, but in in. Poland, so this is Europe Peggy rated games. A new company emerged yesterday called Forever <laughs> Limited. And this is an extension of um, a company that's a developer and a publisher, you know, digitally, and that is Forever Entertainment. And you know, some of their games, like they've helped bring Panzer Dragoon to the Switch, uh, Fear Effect Sedna, Thief Simulator, and more. Uh, but they've decided to now take their hand from digital publishing and developing to physical publishing um so they they revealed themselves officially yesterday afternoon at 2 p.m eastern time with three games up for pre-order right away on their website um so we can get into that and then let's talk about the company but (laughs) so so jp so yeah remember take a breath um so i wonder where a uh, brand confusion is going to come in because you know they're called forever limited and then we have you know a big company out there called limited run games and their mantra is forever physical mm, that's true. <laughs> you know what i mean like it's like there's definitely going to be some confusion out there but i will say the, I, I hope, and this is kind of what I said to JP during my drive home that I do, like, um, I hope they don't really create anything that's a must-own for me because I think the shipping is like 50 US dollars, like 40 UK dollars or something. I was like, oh my, that's super expensive. Like, I yeah. hope they either fix the shipping or don't release anything that I must own because that is super expensive. Yeah, and, you know, you talk about you know, brand confusion, but Forever Entertainment actually worked with Limited Run Games because they had been the digital publishers for Panzer Dragoon. And as we know, Limited Run put out Panzer Dragoon. Well, one of this company's first three games up for pre-order is Panzer Dragoon with a new cover, uh, new collectible items. It's the same version on the cart. So everybody was wondering yesterday if it was going to have the latest updates, which it does. So it'll match the, the game version that Limited Run put out, but you know, now this game is coming out again under another company. Um, and that's one of the games. And and we'll go into the Barry, how do with... you feel about another version of uh, Panzer Dragoon? <laughs> well, see, here's something I've been wrestling with myself personally. Uh, during, the, during the Thanksgiving break, I was 
you know, putting all my games on the shelves and, mm-hmm. you know, cause a lot, a lot of it's just so much. I just been piling on the floor. And as I realized, I'm like, I'm really running out of room mm-hmm. and I have all <clears throat> the variant covers in a box. I have all the big versions of games and boxes. And I just like literally just have boxes of games. And I started thinking about it and, you know, I'm questioning whether how how much longer am I going to continue with varying covers? Am I just going to get one cover of each and just be happy with that? And <clears throat> at least I have the game. So another cover of Panzer Dragoon doesn't do anything for me, especially because it's Europe. Now, if it was like an American cover, like the Best Buy had a different cover, so I purchased that one. But because it's Europe, I'm okay with European having a different cover because I'm a North American collector first. Hmm. And uh, so I, I'm not going to be repurchasing that one. The other two interest me because I think they're exclusive. But uh, but yeah, this doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm sure JP is buying it, but I, it has no interest in me. You got to think about it too is that, like, is Panzer Dragoon unavailable outside of this release right now? Or is it no. still available? It's still available at Best Buy. So yeah. you can still buy it. So that's but. what I'm saying is is that when it comes to like, oh, we're releasing it. But to put a wrench in the collector mindset, which version is the version that people want? So like, for example, Barry goes toward, all right, U.S. first collector. Um, yeah. There are some collectors out there, though. It's like, all right, so that one was released by a third party versus this one's released by a third party that's with the developers so it's a little more inherently with it so from like a historical perspective would the version that they're releasing be the more supportive one toward that company and in reality we're supporting them financially no matter what which is great but if you think about it from the what's the more you know intimate mm-hmm. release it might be this one from forever limited it I might think. be and if that's your thing that's your thing there's mm-hmm. no harm no foul collect however you like and purchase however you like and i'm sure there are people who will get both or, or all three counting the best buy and the limited run covers separately i'm sure there will be people who will who are european collectors who are probably annoyed like oh i just bought the limited run version well now i'm gonna have to buy the uh buy this one instead to get a european version and i understand that double dip because i I do the same i bought the european oh now there's an american one so i I get that Mm -hmm. um it is really i'm just happy this game is getting some more love and i hope they continue with panzer dragoon 2 and and obviously saga (laughs) and orta uh that would be fantastic Um, that is the best thing to come of all this is that the panzer dragoon series is getting love well, I thought yep. the Tvi, the second one, was announced as coming eventually to the Switch. I think Saga, there's issues with the original source the code. Source code's lost. Yeah. So, I mean, never say never. I mean, stranger things have happened. I will say this, though, to go back to your point about, you know, it's readily available at Best Buy. But you have to remember, all three of us are in the U.S. Everybody outside cannot get it from Best Buy unless they're using a forwarder or they have a friend. So people who missed out the first time through Limited Run that shipped internationally, right now they were SOL. But now this company comes overseas that can, that ships worldwide. It gives them another chance to get this game. And as we know, Panzer Dragoon sold extremely well through Limited Run. It makes no, it, it's not surprising that you know, the company that worked on bringing this to the Switch in the first place would use it as one of their launch titles. Um, it does make me a little interested to see are we going to be seeing exclusivity or in the future is it going to be more you know a north american company releases a game this company releases a game 
Um, at the same time, though, I will say on social media, they've been very active so far since they launched. Uh, and one thing they said is that their entire library of Switch games that they've helped you know bring to the Switch is open season. And I'm on their website now. There's a lot of games that they have brought to the Switch. I mean, enough that you could literally have your entire catalog just be those. Um, hmm. While they did say that there may be games outside of theirs that they'll also bring, I'm looking. I mean, there's there's a, a lot of fun games, a lot of good games. And, yeah, they definitely have a lot to work with. Uh, it's funny. One of them actually is the Biolab one that I played that was the one of our, you know, under a dollar challenge, but the Biolab Wars, which yeah. I thought was cool because that was that was a fun game. Um, and if they do cool things with the physical release, I think that would be fun. I see that they did the Frederick, uh, the music game, one and two. They've done Fear Effect Sedna, Violet, which is a game that I know people have been talking about for a while. So there's quite a number that they've done, and they're obviously doing more, you know, all the time. So they have a nice catalog to choose from. It'll be interesting to see how well they do. But I will say you're absolutely right, uh, Jeff, is that the shipping right now is extremely expensive because it's flat rate shipping wherever you are in the world. And on their website, it shows you, you know, where do you live, how much it is. I think it was 40 euros to the U.S. So if you're buying just the game, which is 40 euros on its own, you're spending 80 euros to get it. Now, if you buy three of their collector's editions and it comes out to be 60, 80, like, I don't know, let's just say 240 euros, you're only paying 40 euros for shipping. That's not bad at that point. But, you know, if you're just buying like Barry, if he's just buying the game, mm -hmm. that's a lot. Of, that's a lot for shipping. Um, and while I will say that there's no confirmed word right now, I do know that certain companies or at least one company has reached out to them to assist with shipping for those not living in Poland, which is where I believe they are. So we'll see if, you know, something improves later on. But right now, yeah, I would think that's the that's probably the biggest detriment to somebody wanting to support them that doesn't live near them is, is going to be the shipping. Yeah, this, those are the two games I want to pick up, and, and I'm I'm just holding out because the yeah. shipping is so much. But I do find it funny that they announced this this weekend, they, yesterday, the same day that Panzer Dragoon for PS4 goes live on Limited Run. Yep. I wonder if that was planned purposely or not. I'm curious if they knew, if Limited Run knew, because you know, I never saw anything at the time and, and the Switch one was a while ago, so maybe, you know, nothing was finalized. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious if they knew that this was going to be launching today. And, you know, technically a game that they did would be popping up elsewhere. Um, and to Barry, you know, you mentioned two other games. So for those who don't know, the other two games is the uh, Sparkle Ultimate Collection that has a number of the Sparkle games on it and Thief Simulator. So those are the first three that they've announced that are open for pre-order on their website right now in various versions. So you can choose between just the game and then the collector's edition. And then with Panzer Dragoon, there's a third tier that has a like a glass uh, block with a dragon etching in it, which looks it looks cool, but you know, um, just something extra for the Panzer Dragoon fans. So let's uh, maybe we should just you know quickly recap this, but. What are, your, what are your overall thoughts? Like, how do you see this playing out? Are you excited? Nervous? Jeff, we start with you. Well, I'm not nervous because, I mean, it's another company. It's great. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, for me as a collector, uh, the shipping has me out of it. I'm going to wait and hopefully they take assistance from another company to assist with shipping. Um, or at least just to get the price down. 
Because yep. I'm a hundred percent would like some games, you know, that that mm-hmm. come out from them, especially if they do like BioLab Wars or something else. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's it's out of the, the my price range, unfortunately. Yep, Barry. I mean, I agree. I think that's my one holdout is the shipping. If the shipping, they can't work out a deal with anybody else, and the shipping remains that, I'm gonna probably have no choice. Uh, grab those, or at least try to grab as many as I can on the same tab. Uh, to save on the shipping, um, I'm also, you know, and let's see, you know, like, like a lot of people see if it is how they do, how they come out. But I do wish them the best of luck. I think more companies are good. More, more, more games getting the physical treatment is good. My shelf space disagrees, <laughs> but it's one of those things where I'm happy for the developers to that they get their games onto the physical media because I know. One thing, just talking with so many different developers out there, like that's the dream mm-hmm. to have your game on the shelf next to other games, and uh, I'm really happy for them. Yeah, exactly. and you know, for me, I would say this is going to be a good time to make friends because it's like carpooling, right? I mean, if the shipping is going to be 40 euros flat, you might as well just you know work with, with work with friends in your area and just place one order. I mean, that's how I see it. Like Barry, if you and I are going to be buying these games. Yeah. Might as well just place one order. And, I 100% agree. Yeah, and we all just start cutting back. We all we all start splitting the shipping costs, essentially. And, oh, great idea, JP. I bet you already bought them. Anyway. I did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to... You know what? You know me. I am a big supporter, just like all of us are, of physical releases. So, you know, when they came on the scene, I immediately reached out and said, hey, congratulations. If I can help promote and support... You know, any way I can, please let me know because I I do want companies to succeed. I think everybody benefits in the end, and like you know, the the biggest the biggest takeaway is that more games that are stuck on the eShop get to be preserved, and that's except that's what for, that's what we for want. Barry, who so save forty dollars on shipping to order with you, I, I want I want I want the record to show this, so it's not just glossed over here. Now these games have not sold out. There was they're not not instantly selling out. There's plenty of these games. So when when JP first discovers this and reaches out and does all his his <laughs> diplomatic stuff, knowing the cost of shipping because obviously he paid it, didn't reach out to me, you know, and just say, hey, so just so you know, this has this game came out. Did you heard about this company? One, two. Um, so they they have these games. It's going to be forty dollars shipping. Are you interested in placing an order? We could place it together and we could split shipping, saving himself twenty euros keep in mind he would be saving money this way no he doesn't he then purchases his himself then comes up with this great idea on the playcast while we're recording in fact says wouldn't it be great if the two of us went in together and then already purchased it thus diffusing the situation like i want everybody to see this and witness this and understand this in real time because this is all happening this is not edited out this is what it's like to be with jp's friend comes up with these great ideas he's like oh i'm gonna totally help you out but i already went ahead and did it myself so you forgot one thing barry what's that well i said that you and i would go in i completely left jeff out Well, of course. Well, I, I understood that because Jeff lives in a different part of the country. That's true. Yes, yes. You and it's I so live hard. <laughs> so it's, what I will say, Barry, it's is shipping that from Poland, happened, Barry. You know what? Maybe maybe this is fate. Something happened with my order where it went through, but I wasn't charged. I don't know why, but it said PayPal, but I never actually paid through PayPal. So I have to go correct the order. Now is a perfect opportunity to cancel my orders and replace them with you, and the universe is reset, and we're all good again. 
I'll I will say see, I always have, have good intentions. Sparkle or Thief looks cool. I don't think Thief Simulator is going to be one, but maybe Sparkle. I have to see what the game is. And then uh, what Barry was saying is that there, um, you know, not everything has sold out, but there's limited editions, which are those collector ones, you know, limited yeah. to an X amount of copies, and an unlimited edition. That's what they call it. That I didn't see a quantity. Uh, it's now, in the, right, but I'm saying knowing being in in a Peggy rated. Uh, release it's going to be a three thousand minimum. So you know whatever their collectors is, you subtract that. They have to make at least those. I don't know what their you know threshold is going to be. I don't know what the criteria is. If they just keep it up forever and start making it, if they cut it off one day when they get to you know the nearest thousand. But right now the unlimited says unlimited. So you I don't think they can cut it off if they call it unlimited. Then people would complain. What the hell? That's false advertising. That's true. Like I, I also don't know what the ordering is for Europe. I don't know if. Like for North America, you have to order in like a quantity of a thousand once you hit the minimum. I don't know if it's less uh, for Europe, so maybe maybe it's a little bit easier to like you know replenish or reorder. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Right now, they said that the lead time is two to six months, so we've got a little bit of time. We'll see if they announce more games in between then, or you know if they're going to focus on these three until they start shipping. But they're up now. You can go to forever limitedcom and check them out. Uh, <laughs> at least we got Barry fired up. Yeah. So <laughs> Barry, a good laugh about, out of that. Let's talk about something happy. And I'm guessing you probably watched it. I missed uh-huh. it. But the Super Mario World Direct. Oh, no. yeah. Super Nintendo yeah. World. Super Nintendo World. Oh, I'm sorry. See, I didn't even watch it. Super Nintendo World. Because JP doesn't care about Nintendo. 6 p.m. 6.30 p.m. is when the family's having dinner. I didn't get to watch it. You know, that's if you wanted to watch it live, but there's this great thing called YouTube where you can actually watch videos that were previously live <laughs> for free, and it's only 15 minutes. I have I didn't no even get off work till 7 p.m., and I still watched it. <laughs> but see, I could watch it, or I could have the very recap. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so yesterday they did the Super Nintendo World uh, <laughs> Direct, which was out of nowhere. Not what anyone, I think, was expecting. And what I found funny is it actually had a state in the description, no video game footage would be shown. Yep. Um, because every time there's a direct, people are like, oh, new Smash character. Oh, where's Mother <laughs> Um So, yeah, they, they said Miyamoto going through parts of Super Nintendo World, not all of it, uh, showing us, you know, just how very Nintendo they made this part of the theme park where you get a wrist, like a watch, and you tap it onto different things and do different activities. And you, A lot you of that is process. what they do at Disney, though. Because, like, oh. having just went to Disney World, they have the magic bands. And yeah. they um, they do all that stuff, too. So it's very interesting that Nintendo is kind of taking from that, as well as the character lunches. and Oh, yeah. Like, the Toad Cafe is adorable. Where you mm-hmm. could talk to like the chef Toad and you like look through the window and it's like looking through the kitchen, and you see them preparing your food. The 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 the, the food itself just looks adorable. The different Mario theme. And it was interesting that they had a um, they had a store there. You know, like a little gift store, gift shop that's gonna have exclusive yep. items. So it'll be interesting to see if they do exclusive Switch stuff. Oh. <laughs> Probably not exclusive Switch stuff, but exclusive toys and stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. They did show the... I don't know if it's going to be the only ride, or the, but it's the main attraction for sure. The Mario Kart race, which is in uh, Bowser's Castle. And it's going to be an AR 
uh, ride, which looks really interesting, and I'm curious to see how uh, that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't show it actually in action. They just showed the glasses and they showed the carts that you will you know be in. But it, it looks great. The the environment is very detailed. One thing I did notice, and I don't know, like if this was just poor planning, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of the space, especially like they went to the underground, it's very cramped. Like it does, looks like it's it's a very tight in certain areas, and with COVID that sets off a little more red flags like oh social distance kind of deal but and i've obviously with my emoto himself it was fine but picturing opening day you know thousands upon thousands of tourists coming in and wanting to see this i can see i can see a lot of those activities being backed up to like oh let me try and get the key by hitting the pal blocks so it knocks the turtle shell up into the key like i can see like a line forming of like oh my god come on just get it already let's so the mm-hmm. next kid can move on um, I'm trying to do it. It took yeah. Miyamoto like several <laughs> it times. Took, took Miyamoto three times to do it, or something like that, or four times. So yeah, and that's just it. it the one it thing feels- to keep in mind is when it comes to the U.S., it's going to come to California and Florida at Universal Studios. Um, it is going to be just another attraction as part of that park. So it's not going to be super huge because uh, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, it's not that big because it's not like a Nintendo theme park. It's part of Universal. So like, right. there's going to be Harry Potter Land, all these different things. So there's still plenty to do at the park that day. Well, um, with Orlando, they're actually building a third Universal park that it's going to be a part of, yep. which was put on an indefinite hold at the moment due to COVID. But I'm sure they're... They'll be starting that up again soon, especially after this. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it looks great. The the it very much transports you out of the warp pipe going in with the sound effects. You can go to Peach's Castle and the Mario sixty four music is playing. Bomb Bomb That's Battlefield cool. is there. It is. It looks so good. It, it does. It has that that Disney flair where you feel like in Disney if you go into a, a a ride you feel like you're transported to that world and that's what this is it really looks like you were transported to the mushroom kingdom it looks great and i hope they follow this up with other lands with other you know different types of rides and other different nintendo properties because it is super nintendo world not super mario world right. so i'd love to see a zelda themed area eventually donkey kong pokemon right. you cool. know metroid xenoblade you know the whole nine yards just just how, that great have we never had a Donkey Kong wipeout style kind of attraction or game? Like that would be so much fun. It would be <laughs> Donkey Kong wipeout style. <laughs> I, I I think my favorite part though of of this direct was when the Mario and Luigi came over to take a picture with Miyamoto. It was just so wholesome, and then Miyamoto was like, "All right, Daddy's got to go back to work. Bye." And I was just like, <laughs> "That is so sweet." I'm sorry, like that is just so sweet. That man is a treasure. I just don't know how those genetics flow. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese man gets Italian sons. <laughs> That's big heads, too. I don't know. And they're dancing around <laughs> as they walked away. <laughs> so, so when we have our company annual meeting, once COVID's all done, we're doing it at uh, Super Nintendo World. Out of JP's pocket. Good. What? All right, so we're gonna do a Zoom meeting. <laughs> <laughs> See how that switched? He didn't even yeah. take a breath. Uh, but, but don't don't worry. He he's perfectly fine paying the forty pounds to ship to himself <laughs> instead of splitting it. So that's all good. That's uh, true. We've already last established. Time I have a brilliant idea live. <laughs> you did. I know. I'm not gonna do that again. Um. So was there any, was there any other? 
news that popped up that caught your eyes to, uh, this week? Because I know there were some physical announcements. Indie like Direct. But, but was there anything else? There's an Indie Direct. There wasn't. See, this is how crazy this week has been. Like, I can't believe this all happened in the same week. And JP, we haven't recorded in, a, in an extra week, too. So <laughs> like, there's yeah. two weeks of stuff. Oh my gosh. Don't it's... forget there was the Game Awards as well. And the Game oh Awards. Okay, well, you guys could pick what you want to go into next. <laughs> JP didn't watch any of the things. Um, so, hey, just because I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> so I was um, underwhelmed from the Indie Direct just because everything that I was interested in, I already knew about. Um, mm-hmm. But And then everything else isn't my cup of tea. So I, I'm not sure if you guys thought there was anything out there that was outstanding. But, I mean... There was some, I mean, the stuff that was, that I knew about, like Super Meat Boy Forever and stuff, of course I'm excited about, but I already knew about them. Wasn't like a surprise. Right. I, Um, yeah, go go ahead, Barry. I was going to say, there were a couple things that I was really, you know, happy to see. Uh, Gnosis looks really cool, and I'm excited to see that come west, and Mm -hmm. I really want to play that. Um, Cyber Shadow looks fantastic uh, as always. Yeah, yep. it looks we like Messenger too. But we knew about it. Yeah, uh, happy to see Splunky one and two finally coming to the West. We're finally getting Splunky one. Yep. Uh, How long ago was that released physically, though? Cause wasn't that, that a U.S. Uh, was that a Japanese launch game? Splunky two. No, Splunky one. Splunky two is just coming out. But Splunky one. Was Splunky well, I, one I, the Square Enix game? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I have that. Yeah, that was an early. You early know title. what? This whole time, up until just now, I was thinking, I was like, man, I've had Spelunky 2 forever. La Mulana 1 and 2 is what I've had. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a different game. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I was like. Big, yeah, I was going to say the big game, of course, at the end was Among Us launched yep. on the Switch that day. I don't that, think uh, my daughters realized that yet, which is hilarious, because once I show her, I'm going to show her today and see if we can play it. We should all play it as a group. Mm-hmm. That'd be well, fun. We all, we all know who the traitor is right away. It's JP. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if we combined shipping, but I've already placed my order. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you say a nice thing, and look how they castrize you. <laughs> well, now it's just going to be a running joke. You did I it to you. the right word. Huh. <laughs> I liked I liked uh, Hoa. I thought that looked good. The right the no show one. I did buy the Japanese physical release that came out this past week because if they're going to be bringing it over, there's always enough. There's always a chance that they may just do an, an updated patch. And I've seen that once or twice with Japanese releases. So knowing that it's coming to the West now, I bought the Japanese physical just in case there's a, like a slight possibility English is already there. Uh, despite the eShop page saying it's not. So I'll let everybody know. But that was a good one. The Super Meat Boy up, looking forward to. Cyber Shadow looks really cool. Um, overall, I thought it was a fun fun direct. But yeah, I wouldn't say anything was just like mind-blowing. Um, yeah. in, in, in my mind, that, that's, suggest, yeah. you know, that's suggestive. But uh, yeah, I, overall, it, it was nice to have another Indie World Showcase. Uh, I'll never say no to Nintendo putting out directs and presentations. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that we got this one. Now we got the Super Nintendo World one. And honestly, like for some reason, I'm I still wouldn't be surprised if they somehow do ki- some kind of one more between now and New Year's. I don't think it'll happen, but at the same time, you just never know with Nintendo anymore. You never know. Yeah, I think we'll get something in January though if we don't see something in you know from them. January. Yeah, 
And uh, yeah, so we had that. Then, you know, there's the Game Awards, which I'm guessing you two watched. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anything stand out to you there? I know what I know. What Jeff's going to say is his standout. Uh-oh, what am I going to say? Ghouls <laughs> and Ghosts. Oh, yeah, that was amazing that Capcom <laughs> announced Ghouls and Ghosts, that premium edition games JP needs to uh, put out physically. But <laughs> hey, Capcom, Square Enix, RDM, and email is open. I mean, we'll we'll happily get your games to the Switch physically if you don't want to do it. You think they're listening to the Switch Mini Playcast an hour in, JP? <laughs> <laughs> but um, one thing I noticed one was is the over-glamorization of the entire thing where... There were the same few games getting recognition for all of the awards. Um, yeah. One of them that we'll talk about here, I'm assuming today, was like the most indie game was Hades, which was interesting that it got a lot of recognition. But mm-hmm. like the um, the whole Last of Us 2 just got yeah. so much recognition. I'm like, I haven't even played Last of Us 1 yet. Like, It's, it's boring, I think, when you have an award show and every one thing wins everything. Yeah. It's I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad for the team. Like, don't... I don't want to say yes. like I'm not happy the team is getting recognized, but you're right. It's it's more like oh, it'd be nice to see other games as well get spotlighted. Mm-hmm. I tried to do that with games. with our episode. I tried to like vary things up a little bit. Yeah. Yep. I mean, now, there's so many games. There's so many. For me, the biggest announcement was at the end with Mass Effect. Just getting another Mass Effect game is huge for me personally, mm-hmm. and I hope we see the series more on Switch. But it's just. It's nice to see that series isn't dead after Andromeda, which honestly wasn't that bad of a game. It just got a terrible rep because it wasn't the trilogy. But most importantly, compared to last year, there was a lot of Nintendo representation and announcements because mm-hmm. the year prior there was Bubkiss. There was nothing because Barry Bravely and I Default talked about Default 2. Huh? Bravely Default 2. Bravely Bra- Default 2. Yeah, but announced. I mean, we had Steferoth <laughs> announced as a playable character in Smash. We had There was a yeah. lot of little fun things that Nintendo did, which I yeah, thought was they, cool. Yeah, they did. They did better this year. They were there, but they. But in terms of awards, they had very little representation. They had uh, Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing. Won Best Family, and Hades won two awards. Um, it was nice to see Animal Crossing win. Uh, you know, nominated for Game of the Year, and that I. Te- I'm not gonna lie. I teared up when they did the musical medley at the end, and they played that theme in, in the orchestra. Like that was beautiful. Uh, I know a lot of other people teared up during that time too. It was just really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a Mario medley too in the middle there. Mm-hmm. They did a little a four-song Mario medley, yes, uh, which did. I thought was nice. I wasn't expecting that. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, Nintendo had some representation, which I'm happy about, finally. <laughs> Speaking of Sephiroth, there was also a Sakurai Presents that happened. Oh, yeah, you're right. Today, um, <laughs> where, he, where he showed off Sephiroth, then he showed off um, the Mii costumes, and once again, they're reusing the Gino Mii costume from Smash 4, so... Gino fans, he is not coming, unfortunately, this time around. Uh, no new music either from Mario RPG or anything like that. <clears throat> but they showed him off. He looks pretty cool. His his classic is a boss rush, but he launches the 22nd. But if you already have the pass, you could boot up the game right now and do Sephiroth's Challenge, where you can challenge him on three different difficulties. And if you beat him on any difficulty, you unlock him and his stage and his music early, and you can play through his classic and all that, but on the 22nd is when the rest of the DLC spirits and like some of the changes, like they're making Cloud in his Advent Children outfit do right. um, Smash Level Five as a as a Final Smash instead. So uh, if you if you have it and you know have the the DLC pack and you want to play him early, you can do it right now. But that that mode, that Sephiroth challenge, is 
disappearing on the 22nd. So do it now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's so much. I can't believe this all happened in like a week, two weeks. It's just crazy. There was one other thing, too, that happened. <laughs> of course there was. What else, Barry? Nintendo launched five new games for the NES and the SNES Online. Yes. Yes, yes, they, they did. did. It was Nightshade for the NES, Donkey Kong Country 3 for the Super Nintendo, Ignition Factor for the Super Nintendo, Super Valus 4 for Super Nintendo, and Tough Enough for Super Nintendo. All launched. You know what's funny is, I came downstairs this morning, and my sister-in-law is staying with us, so when my kids wake up, the rule now is just at like 7 in the morning, go wake her up. Let her sleep. So it's been really nice. But I come downstairs, and he's like, hey, like, look what I'm playing. He's like, look what I just found. And he just found Donkey Kong Country 3. He's like, it just showed up. And he's like, I'm like, oh, you like? He's like, no, it's hard. The bees are going back and forth. And you, you can help me later when you're free. And I'm like, okay. But, yeah, he, he's <laughs> loving the uh, online. Uh, and, he, you know, he's, still, he's, he's been playing a lot of Donkey Kong Country 1. Like, he just got into it on his own. But it's, it's been awesome watching him play and, and getting further and further into it and then for us we've been playing a new super mario brothers u deluxe so he's definitely loving the classic feel of, of mario which is nice that's fun that's yeah. awesome and yeah. hopefully jp's been playing our our game for the playcast immortals phoenix rising because that's a giant I'm, game i'm go well i mean we can if you're going to that means jp's gonna do his classic i booted it up and went through and i watched the beginning well, cinematic say, if, we, if we talk about what we're playing we could do it now and then save our big you know 2020 stuff at the end but i've actually mm. been, no no that's, uh, that's that's for next next year J- jp he's yeah. not we're talking about it today that's just our first game of 2021 he's oh no, no saying, i know i'm saying i'm saying if we're um I can tell you what I've been playing and the reason why I haven't been playing. Immortals All I've been yet. playing is our game of the I, of, of the well, new year because it's gigantic, JP. It's huge. And it's, when you're in the middle of a game that you're near the end, you don't just stop it to start a new game. You finish that game, and that's where I am right now. With hey, JP, Forgotten. we run a playcast where we have to analytically talk about video games. Didn't you say we're running it in like two weeks? I'll be fine. No, don't worry. Won't. I'll play the intro. I'll turn it on. What are you good. playing then, JP? So I played Greece, and I that was only like a four or five hour game, which was amazing. But now I'm playing Forgotten Anne because I've been wanting to play that for a long time, and I think I'm near the end if I'm like understanding the story. So it's another one to two play through uh, play time of that, and then I jump right into Immortals with no other distractions. So I get you a see good- how it is, Barry. If if JP doesn't choose the game, he's not gonna play. He's gonna play other stuff first. Like, well, I want to play this. Let's- Jeff, let's so, be honest. Even when JP does pick the game, he doesn't play it. So. True. And also, like, I mean, we could recording... do an episode on Greece, but no, JP didn't even tell us and then plays it. Yes. So the last full week of the year, I am off from work. That's three days where the kids are in daycare and I am not working. I will be fine with Immortals. Don't worry. You'll barely scratch the surface. Yeah, you're barely going to get anywhere in it, JP. Challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see. You I will tell you, I've been I put in a shit ton of hours, and I think I only got the second part of the map open. And it's like Zelda Breath of the Wild style, where the map is huge and there's multiple pieces. Right, it is huge. <laughs> it is a huge map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I did get the first major story arc done, which was fun, and now I'm in the second one. So we'll see how that one goes. But I've been enjoying it so far. And I don't get to play during the week because I work, and then I do premium edition games stuff. So, 
Yeah. But I did get in something really cool, which I alluded to you guys. That was awesome, which um, I pre-ordered a long time ago. Didn't know it was coming in. It came in yesterday. Um, I got in the Sega Astro City Mini Arcade. Oh, nice. And the thing is awesome. It's like it's like a little portable, self-sufficient screen. Arcade has almost 40 Sega games on it, arcade style too. Um, even Virtual Fighter. Um and it has, you know, classic arcade buttons and joystick, and I think it pl- plugs into HDMI, and you can plug controllers into it, too, to play it on, on an actual screen in HD. Nice. But I'm going to play it as in the actual arcade. Now, it is the classic, the same thing with the Neo Geo Mini, where you have to have it plugged in. It doesn't have rechargeable batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does have that where you have to have it plugged in when you're playing it, but it is an arcade. Um, ironically, my wife's like, of course you got that. And the, and, um, I've always wanted an Astro City just for my own, like with my arcade, with my red tent and everything. So now mm-hmm. I have a small one. I think that will scratch my itch until I stop moving around, <laughs> but it is really awesome. And it does That's- have golden axe revenge of the death adder on it, which I, I love that game. Never got yeah. a console release. That's great. And, I'm surprised didn't get it. and when we're talking about stuff not shipping forever, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of a game called Paprium. Ah, uh, yes. Familiar. So, um, basically, Watermelon Team that created a game called Pure Solar on the Sega Genesis and later on uh, last generation consoles. They did a Dreamcast HD and then they did it on, I think it was Xbox 360 and, and PS3. Uh, digitally, but they a uh, watermelon team and Pure Solar is amazing. Did a um, this gems thing a long time ago, and they had this thing called Project Y and Project X. Um, Project Y was a Sega Genesis beat 'em up that's going to be the biggest game ever released, and so you pre-ordered. It was like forty dollars to get these gems that you put into it. Well, I pre-ordered it a month after my daughter was born, and. Oh my God. I got a shipping notification this this week that Paprium, which is the name of Project Y now, um, is being shipped. So my daughter will be nine. Wow. <laughs> and so like she's going to play a game that was literally open for pre-order when she was born, essentially. Like, <laughs> that might be the oldest holdoff for a game from when I pre-ordered it to shipping, even longer than Krautbuster from NG Dev Team. <laughs> wow. Everyone complaining about, uh, uh, what is it, the Bayonetta 3 and Metroid Prime 4? Jeff's got you beat. <laughs> well, no. Well, those Watermelon announced. Team has you beat. <laughs> Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> yeah, Duke Nukem Forever was a classic. But it's just an interesting thing where, like, some games just take forever. There was this whole, like, YouTube channel that talked about Paprium, like a three-part series about how crazy the development is and that they'll never release it and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I think the guy just disappears and gets stuff done. And eventually it'll it'll come out. And that was always my thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen some people finally posting because the, uh, the developers overseas, some people overseas got theirs already. Um, and they're posting. There's like this giant metal statue and a bunch of cool stuff. So... I think that they were just, you know, trying to kink out all, or get out all the kinks, kink out all the bugs, bug out all the kinks. There you go. Um, yeah, they were just trying to get out, 
you know, get everything ironed out as much as they possibly could and so they could release a game. Um, so it'll be interesting to see once I get it because I heard it doesn't work in the SG, the Mega SG, which I do have. Um, but I also have a Nomad, so um, it'll be interesting to see, like, what the limitations are and everything with the game. I wonder, since this just came out now, do you think we'll get a Switch port? JP, reach out to them. <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> Oh my goodness! But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because depending on how they programmed it, uh, typically the switch has been easy to port to. So mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, one thing before we jump into the episode, we did um, we are going to change one thing with Premium Edition. It's how we talk about all of our releases, right, JP? Mm-hmm. I don't think Barry knows this yet. Nope, he doesn't. And. Nope. Interestingly, um, this is where we, when we reach out to people and we're releasing games and stuff, where we're doing everything in iterations, for example. So like for for so we've been talking about Super Blood Hockey and Pigeon Death. So it's you know, they're all part of the same series. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a little bit out of the British style where they number their um, seasons for their stuff and they call it series. So essentially Super Blood Hockey Pigeon Death Games Collection. That's our Series 1 releases. Um, and every series will have, typically, will have a Deluxe Edition in it. So our Deluxe Edition is Pigeon Death Games, which has the guide. Um, and then Series 2 will have a robot named Fight in it, along with whatever else we have signed. Because we may or may not have other things to announce with that. Um, but a robot named Fight will be a part of series two so it'll be real interesting um we can start pre-orders for a series before the the previous series is 100 percent done because if we have some kind of massive delay on one item like we're not going to you know when people know that a robot named fight's coming out prevent them when it's in a position where we can open up for pre-orders we will um mm-hmm. but that being said i think it's really cool that we'll have like different series per se and we're not going to put that on any of the, the physical branding at all, but I think it's a way for us and our brains to go, all right, we're in Series 1 right now. <laughs> and, right. and it may or may not be quarterly, probably not the way that production goes. Like So it literally allows us to, like with Switch and Playcast, we're in Season 3 right now until we get through Episode, uh, once we finish Episode 75, that'll be our our season finale. Um and then we'll move into is every 25 episodes is a season for us and it'll be interesting mm-hmm. um but yeah it'll be it'll be a cool way for us to categorize it and then if some people want to you know just work on getting each one of our series it'll be a way for them to compartmentalize our releases nice yeah i like that i think it's going to make it fun too mm-hmm. fun in a different way of, of things to look forward to and and you're right it helps us organize and and strategically plan the releases a lot better going under a series. Exactly. So it'd be cool. Ah, so um, we're over an hour. Should we actually talk about the uh, <laughs> the topic of the episode? Yeah, I, th- I think that's how we get to our awards. Nice <laughs> awards. <laughs> Calls them awards. Um, so essentially, uh, we talked about this last uh, time we recorded last episode. But we're going to be talking about a bunch of different categories when it comes to the top games of 2020. 
Um, we're going to talk about our best AAA Nintendo published game, AAA title. Um, we're going to talk about our best indie games. Mm-hmm. And then our best first experience of the year, so like something we played this year for the first time, um, the worst Switch game, and then our best overall Switch game. Um, because we have all of these different topics, we're limiting it to only three per, um, but we can do some honorable mentions, so if something's not mentioned at all, like we could do an honorable mention of something else that could be included in the mm-hmm. list. Um but I figure we'll start with the um, the best AAA or Nintendo published games. Sure. So, so we'll go with uh, we'll start with Barry. No, oh, me. Number three. Uh, no, so you, you don't have to go in order if you don't want to. You can just pick. no. I, I do. I did it in order. I me did, too. Like me three, too. two, one. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're just doing just doing all three at once. Or are we doing three, two, one? So I like three. to just I like to save the records. I just picked one for each category. Well, we know this, JP, that well, you right, probably right. looked it up this morning and why you were late getting yeah. on the Last night, before. actually. Last night. It's so, been a crazy so, year. So are we all doing our number... Or are you and I doing our number threes and our number twos and all of us doing our number ones? Or there we, you go. Yep. Yeah, we'll wait oh. for JP. And if we happen to cover a game, then JP... You probably will. Jump. I'll see well, my, you guys at the finish line. <laughs> well, my number three for, for any big budget game <clears throat> for this year... Uh, came out of nowhere when it was announced and uh i fell in love with it even harder than i expected to and that was hyrule warriors age of calamity nice. just a phenomenal game and i did not expect 100 percent it and i just couldn't put it down i love zelda i love the breath of the wild era and i just think it's a phenomenal game that people should be playing nice yeah i, I really loved that game it didn't i didn't put it in my list because i figured you would pick it bear <laughs> but um yeah absolutely amazing game loved it um so my number three which was interesting that it was i think it was released in 2020 and if it isn't it's it can still remain on the list um ring fit that was ring fit ring fit surprised me because of covid i don't think it was last year yeah i think last year I thought it was at the very end because didn't we say like no. going into the new year we were going to exercise? Yeah, and... it was last year. I don't, I don't know about that because I moved cross country, so yeah, it I was don't... last year. Was it? Well, oh, I don't I... care. Ring... Well, Ring Fit is it. So, anyways, <laughs> Ring Fit for being in COVID and being out and sold out. JP, you didn't choose any games. You can't interrupt. October 18th, <laughs> 2019, it came out. Told you last year. What was the release date? October 18th. October 18th. So. At the end of the year, after we already created our list for last year, when JP wasn't on the episodes. Um. <laughs> it's funny how Jeff makes the rule. So it's okay, guys. We'll allow it. Uh, we did. We chose three games apiece, JP, and you've decided not to follow the rules. I at least chose one from 2020. You made up your own. <laughs> did you, though? So, so my one, you know, still wins. <laughs> anyway, Ring Fit's still a great choice, regardless when it comes out. But remember, too, that we also um, said that new experiences from this year because i didn't well, play was, it last that's, year that's that's the best first experience category though exactly mm-hmm. exactly here's so, the good news this is our playcast we can make the rules <laughs> i'll allow it moving on yeah and and plus like we all decided to get fit and then you guys didn't play it so i think barry got injured and got Never hurt injured. like playing at one time he stubbed his toe and <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought it was a fun one, though. Um, but they did, in 2020, do a massive update with Ring Fit, which is all I was going to talk about interrupting Panda JP, um, where in Ring Fit Adventure, they added an entire musical aspect where you can play new games, and that was probably one of my favorite parts of the update for Ring Fit was is that they had like Breath of the Wild songs and Mario songs in Ring Fit Adventure, which I thought was pretty cool. So the new update for Ring Fit. So there you go. Fits. Don't <laughs> at me. It. Don't at me, JP. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go with number two then since mm-hmm. JP doesn't have a number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two was something that I, if you asked me last year, I would have not even mentioned, not even thought about, but I decided at the beginning of the year to start playing the series, and I'm very glad I did, because I think it is probably in my top three favorite JRPG series of all time at this point, and that is The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3. Mm. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal series, phenomenal game, and with the third one, they made it as a nice little entry point. So if you haven't played all the other games, you can actually still jump in with a fresh new set of characters and get introduced to the older characters. And uh, it's done really well. So it could work as a standalone as well as a, as a uh, just another entry into the series. And if you like JRPGs you, and you like turn-based combat, you owe it to yourself to give this a try. Nice. Nice. So my second one is one that JP likely won't play. Um Immortals Phoenix Rising, after playing it now for the last month, it has been an awesome one. Originally titled uh, Gods and Monsters. Um, the coolest part about it, which will be interesting to see uh, Barry's take when we actually record it, is that you can literally do cross-save. So you can save to the cloud and then just bring it up on like a PS5, for example. Um, mm-hmm. I'm playing exclusively on the Switch because I don't have a PS5. I've been hunting for one. Um, for my wife, actually. But... but um, that would be the one game I'd buy for myself so I could play cross-save with it, which would be pretty damn cool. Um, but so far, so far it's been amazing. It's an awesome Breath of the Wild-like, um, which I thought's a really cool game. And we'll talk about it more in an upcoming episode. So now, JP, why don't you give us your number one? Since- yeah, your you're only number. <laughs> Unlike you guys that apparently play lots of games throughout the year, I am actually busy. So I... I put my list of what I actually got to play this year, which was very few, but well worth it. And my best AAA Nintendo game, or slash Nintendo, is Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I missed out 10 years ago when this came out for the Wii. Never played it on the 3DS. Wasn't even going to play it on the Switch until, I think, Barry, you convinced us. I think we decided to do it for the Playcast. And absolutely loved it. Loved the series. Loved the first entry you know, into the series. Makes me excited to go into to uh, the second one. Eventually, hopefully, we get X. But it was just a fantastic game. Put about 80-plus hours into it. Did the epilogue. It's probably in my top five of just Switch games to own and play because it was that good, in my opinion. So that was my my best one that I picked for this category. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm going to echo that because my number one was also Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> Definitive Edition <laughs> with Feature Connected. Uh, it was my game of the generation, last generation from the Wii. It was just that good of a game. Getting to replay it again for the playcast was awesome because they'd made a lot of quality of life improvements and changes. Mm -hmm. 
and it had been a decade since I had played it, so I'd forgotten a lot of the little nuances. And I just intended to play just a little bit to to pretty much see the new coat of paint and how they remade everything and just go from there. But I got hooked all over again, and I had to play through the entire game again, plus Future Connected. And I loved every minute of it, and it's just such an amazing experience. And again, everybody needs to do themselves a favor and play the series. It is so good. Yes. So one thing is, is that I didn't, as I mentioned at the beginning, I didn't repeat any, um, any categories. So mine is going to come later for Xenoblade. I didn't repeat it in, Mm -hmm. in a later category. Um, so my, uh, favorite Nintendo published game of, of, um, 2020 Super Mario 3D All-Stars for me was, was my top game. Um, obviously there were, there's a lot of people complaining about the different, the different nuances of the game. Here's the thing though. Mario 64 is classic Mario 64. Mario Sunshine's classic Mario Sunshine with classic nuances intact. So the stuff people are complaining about, it's on the game. It's cool. Um, but Mario, um, Super Mario Galaxy is just amazing and it's great seeing it in HD. Um, that one has been really capturing me. Uh, but that's absolutely my favorite game, and it didn't, you know, repeat in other categories, but it's definitely my favorite, uh, triple A title this mm-hmm. year. It's even better now with the updates where you can play with the GameCube controller and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and they let you invert the camera. Exactly, and, and that's the other thing about, like, newer generation stuff, is we're gonna continually see, like, abilities to fix things. Like, for example, the whole cyberpunk controversy right now going on, like, they're going to release patches and things will be fixed and it'll be great. Um, as long as they re-release it on PlayStation now. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, but yeah, it'll be uh, super interesting, right? All right. So moving on to best indie. Mm-hmm. So you only you did one, JP? Of course. Um, so for best indie, I'm going to do a cop-out for the first one, and it doesn't even release, and it's not released in 2020 yet. Um, all premium edition titles, damn it. That's going to be every year. <laughs> best indie, Super Blood Hockey, all Pigeon Death. Um, but Awesome P2 was released this year, so that one 100% counts. Uh, anything that we're typically going to choose is going to blow me away. Um, otherwise, I'm not going to release it for a, um, a physical release, so... The games that were releasing on Premium Edition games have been amazing, and Awesome P2 is a really fun Game Boy style traditional platformer that I'm just like fell in love with this year. Mm-hmm. So that's my first one. <coughs> nice. My first, my well, my third one, I should say, is uh, is a game again I didn't even hear about until I had the pleasure to sit down and talk with the creator, and that is Battle Hunters. Just a really cool isometric top-down view RPG where, like, the battles are almost like a tower defense, but you control the 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 people, like your party members, in battle and can move them around. And it's it's just really cool. You issue them commands and let them do their thing. But it's a, it's a really fun, surprisingly deep little RPG from two guys and two of the nicest guys I've talked with. And I I really like this game. <laughs> It does go to show that, like, having a personal connection to a game does help out with enjoyment, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that's cool. It's it's fun having a personal connection. Um, So, my second game is, um, it's something that was released digitally a while ago. Not on Switch, I don't think. But it was released physically this year. Um, Ion Fury. 
Um, Ion Fury is a Duke Nukem style first person shooter where you have a female protagonist who talks smack the whole time. I got mine from 3D Realms, who's the original creator of those classic games. I got it directly from them, which is really cool. There's multiple physical releases from multiple different companies, which was interesting to see this year. Um, but I absolutely love the game. Um, it does have the classic nuances of that generation of first-person shooters, so there's a lot of little things that may not have aged well for certain gamers, but I'm an old-school gamer, so absolutely loved Iron Fury. Nice. My number two is uh, actually one we played on the Playcast, and that oh. was Bug Fables. Mm. I just really enjoyed playing Bug Fables. I love the old-school Paper Mario. I wasn't a fan of the, the one brief difficulty spike that I encountered, but other than that, I, I felt it was a really charming game, just a lot of fun, and uh, definitely something that uh, is deserving of your time if you like that style of RPG. Nice. JP, since you got your one game? Yes. Mine is Forgotten Anne from Throughline Games. So, you know, I'm playing it right now, so it's a very end-of-the-year surprise hit for me. But I knew I wanted to play it when I first had seen the trailer long ago. And playing it is really an experience I've just... I mean, it's not under my first experience, but just it feels like you're playing a, a, a well-crafted animated movie. I mean, it's just so gorgeous, so beautiful, and it's just... Not a game that I've played before. I really like the story, the voice acting. I like the puzzle mechanics. Um, but it's just a, it's just like a movie you're watching and you're playing through it and there's choices. So obviously there's a lot of replayability depending on how you interact with the characters and make decisions. I will most likely play it once just because that's all I have time for. And I'll watch online, you know, what happens when you choose, you know, the other option. But it's it's so good. And I think I'm nearing the end of it now, which is, a little bittersweet because I've been enjoying it so much. So if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend uh, playing Forgotten Anne. You want to so, take this one, Jeff? Yeah. So um, mine, it was. It looks like if I look on the date, it may have been released like day a couple days before Christmas last year. Um, however, I absolutely didn't play it until well into 2020. Um, but it was also after I got my pin switch, um, the big. Nintendo, the little Nintendo pinball um, physical yeah. little thing that I got. And I interacted with the developer because the game was not created for um, the Tate mode, the the horizontal slash vertical where you go vertically on your Switch. It wasn't mm -hmm. created so it could rotate. So the way that the pin Switch was made, it was actually upside down. Um, the game I'm talking about is called Demon's Tilt Pinball. That game is amazing. Um, and so that the developer actually created an update for me in order to like flip around the game so that way I could play it in tape mode in the pin switch. Um, but that game is such a classic, uh, you know, tribute to all of the Alien Crush, Devil Crush, Jockey Crush, which is Super Famicom style digital pinball games and it's like such a gorgeous game with tons of sparkles and crazy explosions everywhere and it's just an intense game that you just can't put down once you start up so that's definitely my top indie game of the uh the year for 2020 nice well my top indie game is honestly a game that i am shocked that jeff did not put as number one let alone on any of his lists which hmm. really shocks me 
Um, it's also one we did play for the playcast, and that is Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. Mm. Just a phenomenal 2D action game with, you know, Castlevania 3 vibes and just builds upon the first one so well. Inti Creates is amazing, and you play as a corgi in a giant robot. I mean, that's awesome. It is just a, a fun game, multiple playthroughs, and uh, if you enjoy that style of game, you can't go wrong. It is just so good. And I'm really shocked Jeff didn't pick this at all. Remember, I said I don't duplicate. So it could be my uh, top game. <laughs> it could be. Oh, I, I duplicated in top games. But I yeah. did not duplicate anything because, uh-huh. yeah. Um, so one honorable mention that I didn't notice anywhere else, um, Hades. I haven't played it, but Hades got so I many mentions it. on the Game Awards. I haven't played it yet. Um, but that is that got like top indie game for a lot of stuff for awards. So that's an interesting one. Did either of you play Hades? JP, you didn't, but didn't no, <laughs> nope, not yet. Yeah, I'm waiting it, for a physical. Yeah, it didn't get a physical yet. So that's an interesting one. I'm sure it will. That's why we're waiting. We know it's coming. Yeah. Um. So I mean, but I've heard that that game's amazing. So. Um, I did so, do three games for the next category, though. For best first experience. Oh my best god. First experience. I, I I played enough that that could have three good. First experiences. Well, why don't you start it off soft then, JP? All right. So the first is actually a demo. It's not even the full version of a game, but the Bravely Default 2 original demo. Ooh. Yes. I think that was this year. I don't even remember. Yes, no, that was this year. Great. Um, I put seven and a half hours into a demo of a third entry into a game series I've never played before because the first two games came out on the 3DS. I had zero interest to play this, and I think, oh, I remember... We needed something to talk about, and Barry was like, just just play the demo, just try a little bit. And I just became hooked on it. And it's funny because there's a new demo that came out now, the final demo, that I think has cha- you know improved upon the mechanics that they got feedback on. So when I played this first demo, it was very challenging, very hard, and a lot of strategy went involved to having to beat the bosses and the enemies and stuff. But I, like, demolished that demo. I got, like, the two secret bosses. I did everything humanly possible that I could do in that demo. And I just loved it. It made me fall in love with the series. I'm looking at my Switch now. It's downloading the second demo that I am i can't wait to get into. But, yeah, that was such a, a great first experience for me. And a first experience into that series as well. Awesome. I'm so, so you happy. Know, you, you know what it, it sounds like to me, Barry, when JP what? listens to us and actually plays the game of the episodes. That we... Yeah, Xenoblade and Bravely <laughs> Default too. See this? This is what happens when you listen to me, JP. See, guys, I'm living proof. You should listen to the Switch Mania Playcast. <laughs> All right, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> so, um, so my best first experience of the year was one of our recent games that we played for Playcast. Um, and I ended up playing a ton with my daughter's Runner Three. Um, nice. that game was so fun and I was meaning to play it for the longest time and being able to actually play it for the playcast and experience it for the first time this year was awesome. The fact that my daughter like got into the music so much, um, was great. And I just really enjoyed, you know, like I'm not a big fan of auto runners, but literally the first runner game, the Bitrip series was what kind of popularized it with, within the mobile realm many 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 years ago so runner 3 is just a really fun engaging game that's perfect for the switch to play in short bursts so i can't recommend that one enough awesome nice my uh number three was a uh another game we did for the playcast and uh that was gunvolt chronicles luminous avenger 9 it did come out last year but the physical came out i believe this year and uh 
I loved the Gun Vault, the first two Gun Vault games. I liked Money Gun Vault. So I was going to play this regardless, but it was just great to go back into this world, see what Copen's up to. And it's challenging, but it's a lot of fun. And if you enjoy Mega Man X style games, you, you need to play this. It's so, so good. The whole Gun Vault series is good. Mm-hmm. All right. JP. All right. Number two for me was Luigi's Mansion 3. It's ah, another one where it's the third entry in the series, and it's the first time I've ever played it. Uh, first one was GameCube, second was 3DS, and then 3 was on the Switch. Came out came out last year, I believe, yep. and wasn't even going to play this one. And sorry, guys, can't give you guys credit for the Switch Mania playcast, although the episode was fantastic. But my son, I had mentioned it in past game that he had a vacuum <laughs> to suck up ghosts and that was enough for my son to say we need to play this i want to play this i said all right so we popped it in played the 15 plus hours of the game and it was just a wonderful experience from start to finish it was so much fun playing a, like a game in completion with him because he he was just loving it uh i think it only helped to grow his love of the mario franchise even more it made me love the mansion series that i'm i can't wait till four eventually comes out hopefully on the switch but yeah it's a uh, such a fantastic game and it was so much fun that i again i highly recommend it to anybody that has a switch i think you'd enjoy it very nice great game yep jeff so um my next game was one that was on my when i still had space in my switch collection it was on (laughs) my want to play row (laughs) my my uh backlog row um, and it's a really awesome Metroidvania style, which didn't seem like a Metroidvania at the beginning. It's the Messenger. Nice. Um, initially plays just like classic Ninja Gaiden, and then all of a sudden it just opens up uh, to a, adds the 8, 8-bit to 16-bit to swapping between dimensions and a bunch of craziness. The, mm-hmm. the uh, gameplay and the controls are buttery smooth jumping through, being able to, like, effortlessly just move your way through the game uh there's tons and tons of humor in there too and you're talking with the shopkeeper and stuff and the game is absolutely in my top my top tier games my my top 50 front facing uh switch games of all time so messenger's definitely in there and it made it up into there so absolutely one of my favorite games of the year that i played my number two is one of those rare times this year where I actually didn't have anything to play, and I decided, hey, I'm just going to pull something from the shelf and give it a shot. And I fell in love with it, and that is the Cat Quest plus Cat Quest 2 Possum Pack. Nice. Uh, I couldn't pick one of these games to put over the other because they're both good, and they came together in, in a physical, so I put them together, and these are top-down, isometric, you know, action RPGs, more like Zelda with little dungeons, and you play as a cat or a cat and a dog in the, in the second game done i believe with gentlemen brothers are a small team just a lot of fun a lot of humor a lot of content in both of these games to do and i i really got sucked into this world and i can't wait for the third one to come out and uh, i do recommend if you even if you just have a short bit of time i don't think these took too long to complete but they are fun little adventures to go on. That was a physical release that made me mad too, because I was like, I already bought Cat Quest, and I'm like, oh, now they release it with part two. Because I, yeah. I played the first one and beat it like when it was first released, and it was awesome. And yeah, I was mad that they did part well, two. They they could have done part two on its own or with part one together, but it was the same cost regardless. Like yep. it was thirty dollars, so exactly. I didn't mind it together. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's still an awesome game. 
JP, what's your top? Uh, again, another game that I finally decided to play this month, and it quickly rose to the top for me, but Greece. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, G-R-I-S. It was another game that is similar in how I want to describe it to Forgotten End, but just a completely different game. It's an experience. It doesn't feel like you're playing a game. It feels like you're literally like living in a uh, piece of art. I mean, it's just like I I made the comment on Twitter that, you know, every game is a work of art. Greece is a masterpiece. That's really how I how I could describe it. The mute, the, the score was just breathtaking. The visuals, it, it, it's like on another level. It's just I don't know how to explain it unless you've played this game. Um, but it's a story of a girl going through emotions and then the world that she's in is reflecting that. So she's gaining abilities as she's like, like kind of traveling through this, this world. And the game is only about four to five hours. I mean, you literally can play it in one sitting. There's no deaths, anything like that. So, you know, the puzzles like to me weren't that difficult. They were difficult enough that you can, you know, you can solve them on your own, but it was just amazing from start to finish. It, It leaves you thinking. And just the, the animation is just, I don't know, it's like second to none. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm speechless. That's, that's how the game left me, is speechless. So highly recommend. I think it's been on sale a number of times on the eShop, under $10. It's an easy purchase. If you were lucky enough to get it from Special Reserve Games, uh, consider yourself lucky that you have the physical. If not, definitely download it because it's just, it's such an experience that everybody should have. Um, and yeah, I'm glad I, glad I played it. And it definitely uh, ended up being... Uh, one of my best first experiences of the year. Awesome. All right, Jeff, next. what's yours number one? Mm-hmm. So my number one is a game that I played early in the year, um, and it's a one of those that starts off super, super difficult, and then once you finally get around to it, your skills start to increase. It opens up and becomes like an amazing game. Um, it's in my top five game, Switch games of all time. Um, it's at the very top of my collection. It's Hollow Knight. Mm. Um, and I finally beat that game in 2020, which was Yay. ridiculous. Ridiculous and amazing. Um, there's so much content with the game. Being able to explore. The game looks beautiful. The of a hand-drawn looking art with all the darkness of being the little little beetle guy that goes through and you know fighting all the different bug-style enemies, using your nail to attack and... Um, the, the fact is, though, is that the progression of all the abilities is so flawlessly done that once you get all of the each new ability, you just feel like Superman every time. And it's like, well, wow, how did I even operate when I didn't have this ability? And then you get the next one. It's like, oh, my God, again, like, how did I? And then you can like effortlessly traverse over areas that were like extremely difficult to get through. You barely get through. And then all of a sudden you're just like flowing through it, just like carving your way through enemies. It's such an amazing game. The music's awesome. The graphics are amazing. I mean, that's one of those games that's like such a such an awesome game that like I would recommend this to anybody. It's just that the initial difficulty curve might be off putting for those that um are just picking it up for the first time. But mm-hmm. it's absolutely a game that needs to be needs to be played and top five for sure. Nice, nice. I I tried Hollow Knight. I just I couldn't get into it. I really yeah. tried. Didn't get past that initial push, man. You got you. Got to get your yeah. skills up. Get a few abilities. Level up a little bit. 
Well, for me, my number one first experience was, again, another Playcast game, one that I had no intention of playing this year, and we were talking, and we're like, oh, we're just going to do a game that, you know, we played already just to do, because we've been so busy with Premium, and I was like, all right, sure, you know, I haven't played it yet, but I'll give it a shot, and I fell in love with it, and that was the Evil Land Legendary Edition that I just, Evil Land 1 is fun, but Evil Land 2 just blew me away. I just had so much fun with that game. It, it just took me back to the Super Nintendo days and really, like, I felt like a kid again playing Chrono Trigger and playing Final Fantasy VI, you know, just, just engrossed in this world. And I just didn't want to put it down and loved the whole changing of the, the genres and the styles and the humor. And it was just, it was such a fantastic game for me. I've recommended it to friends. I've, I've actually been on another podcast just talking about this game because I love this game so much. Um, I'm so thankful that, you know, we picked this as a playcast game and I got to experience this. And I do recommend this for everybody who likes, you know, old school RPGs, especially ones that, that do different things that change genres and, and throw surprises at you. But yeah, my number one best experience was definitely Evil Land. Nice. That's a really good one. So now do we get to go into the worst of the worst of yes. the year? Yes. <laughs> worst of the year. JP has nothing because he can't say anything negative uh, about the game. I have three games. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'll start. The first one is probably something no one's played, but I think I got it for free or it, I was in the mood for a sports game, but street basketball? Oh, God. It must have been like a penny or like if free if I bought something else and i was just like i just want a arcadey basketball game I, I regret that decision horribly um it was not good i it's a cartoony kind of basketball game very simplistic uh you know it's fine i'm looking through my you know my software library to see what games i have on the switch because i'm like okay what's really bad in the past year thankfully i don't play too many bad games in my <laughs> mind so that one had to have been pretty bad uh so that's my Number three. <laughs> My little one is knocking. She's starting to get crazy. Um, so so my first worst game, first worst, um, is one that when it was announced, I was like, Ugh, I, this is like my the one I'm least excited about. And it's the third party, or first party, AAA game. I was like, I don't really want to do it. And then they all wanted to play for the playcast. And then I played it, and I was very underwhelmed from it and absolutely regretted buying it. Um, Clubhouse Games. Mm. Oh, oh yep. my God. You, you guys were that. so glowing when they announced, oh my God, it's going to be so fun. And I played it and I was like, yeah, it's like mobile app games from like 10 years ago and can't even really play with our friends online. And absolutely disappointed by the game. It had potential. Um, the only things that were kind of cool were the little coin flipper game style stuff. But even that <laughs> was like got old real fast so absolutely did not like clubhouse games horrible well i i I can't say i share the sentiments with you but my number three is one i feel like at least one other person on this playcast might agree with me on the other one probably still in denial i know what you're gonna say and it's one that we had to do for the playcast. I know what you're going to say. And it's Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid yeah. saga continues. Garbage hey, that was day. that was my number. That's my number two, but for different oh. reasons. Oh, see, I I could not 
I I did not like this game. I wanted to like this game. I just uh-huh. uh, it's just the hit detection was terrible. The levels were too long. The the voice acting was meh. The the mm-hmm. weird transition when you get attack with environmental uh, objects. Mm-hmm. It just it just felt like it, there was a lot of ambition to this game and a lot of ideas they wanted to do. And if they put it back in there to polish it a little more and adjust some things, I feel it could have been a really good game, but they didn't. And I, maybe they had to rush it out, did a timelines and all that. But it was just my third worst game of the year for the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on to number two. So yep, yours, cool. yours, you just said was Cobra Kai. Mine was Cobra Kai for different reasons. I yeah. think they knew it was going to be the type of game it came out to be. I had fun with it, but I completely agree with everything that Barry said. Uh, what stopped it from making it a, a good game, like a actually a good game, if you're not a fan of the series, I mean like a real fan of the series, um, they need to work on a lot of things. Yeah, the loading, the loading, the levels. I mean, the levels were just ridiculously long and, Barry, I don't think you got to the end um, no. or Jeff, but I actually played through both of the Cobra Kai and the Miyagi-Do storylines because I wanted that final ending. Um, the final level for both of them, you know, they follow the same path. There's the same map, just different like cutscenes to tell the, the sides of the story. But the final level, I think, was around 40 minutes long. I mean, it was long. Oh and God. when I say you go through like every boss again, you go through every boss. The only thing that saved it, was that the, the checkpoint. So even if you lose all four characters, you can start at a checkpoint with all four characters again. And I was like, okay, that's good. That at least helps me get to the end. But the problem is, after you go through both storylines and you get to the final, final boss, which, yeah, wasn't a surprise to anybody. Jeff knew it from the beginning. Um, huh, I couldn't Kreese. beat him. Yeah, I could not beat him. And I had to like watch videos. And even watching the videos, I could not replicate what this these people were doing and i couldn't finish it and it oh. really disappointed me because it got to the point where it's like okay i i'm doing everything right i can't hit him nothing's working and when you lose at least for me i had to start all the way at the beginning of the last level again like another oh. 40 minutes to get to it there was no way to just jump to the boss and i'm like one i'm done i watched a little five minutes additional footage on youtube i called it a day I, Which I we told you to do instead of wasting yep. hours of yes, your but life. I wanted to. I wanted to play the game. Yeah, wasted um, hours of your life instead of playing our playcast yes, game. Yes, but we see, know. I got to experience something nobody else did. Congratulations! Um, oh, yeah, they did. You, you don't even know what it is. If you have seizures or you're prone to seizures, you'd probably die because at some point in the last level, strobing light effect just oh, came on man. that was not supposed to happen, and I was too determined to not have to play 20 minutes of that level again that i play with this weird strobing light defect in the game where like (laughs) literally i had to like look down while i was playing because it was so blinding and on top of that i get to the end i get to like one of the final battles and the game freezes on me kicks me out completely had to go back and redo the level and that game i've never i've played like i don't know how many switch games since it's come out i've never been kicked out of a game more than cobra kai I must have been like booted out completely because of some error four or five times. <laughs> That's clearly the fates trying to spare you, and you're just not listening. That's called determination. Mm. I, I don't quit. I wanted to see it. And you know what? It's funny because in that game, on, like Daniel, Johnny, Hawk, and Eli are like the only four voice actors from the TV show. Mm. Uh, Miguel, um, 
Samantha, Tori, all of them were different voice actors. I have no, I mean, maybe they didn't want to be associated with it in my mind. I, I would still be part of it because it's, you know, a game based on your series. And I always mm-hmm. thought that was weird that those were like the only the four major voice actors. So it was fun hearing them in it. Um, For not about having, five minutes. What? For about five minutes. It's fun hearing them in it. <laughs> I like hearing it's Tori with the I every time I did a power up and stuff like that. You know, so what, just I think remember, they, listeners, they, JP chose this pile of trash to play instead of Hyrule Wars Age of Calamity, which we were playing for the episode. He didn't play that yes. game because he was playing this pile of trash and getting through strobing light effects and crashing gameplay <laughs> mechanics. It's a yep. feature. <laughs> so that was my number two, which oh, is a perfect oh. number for this game. Ugh, gross. Um, so my number two is another one we played for the Playcast. I uh, didn't enjoy it at all. Um, holy potatoes, what the hell. Mm, the game yes. was just horrible to play. I did not enjoy it at all. Don't like the little have to manage my resources in real time and watch everything unfold type of gameplay mechanics. Um, that's why when it was announced for mm-hmm. physical, I'm like, nope, definitely not buying that game. That game was one of my least favorite experiences of 2020. Um, it's part of a series, too. But, um, yeah, I'm just not a fan of that genre, period. And the execution of the game, like the level-up system and everything, was kind of like, meh. Didn't enjoy it at all. It's holy potatoes, what the hell. It's just not a fun game. That would be my number four. If I, you know, <laughs> had to work. Like, that was up there, too. Like, that yeah. was really tough to decide. Yeah. That was a terrible game. I and and Corporate Kai, like, I didn't even put it in there. But, like, yeah, oh, gross. <laughs> I figured Cobra Kai was, was was just a little worse. Um, for me, my number two was also a playcast game, and I think was the game that we either played right before Holy Potatoes or right after <laughs> Holy Potatoes, and that was Urban Flow. Oh I, yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> I did not like Urban Flow. Urban Flow is a game where you control traffic lights and you got to make sure you don't have any car crashes, which is much easier said than done. At first, it's like, oh, here's two lights, and that's easy. It's just two buttons. And now you're like, here's seven lights and here's trains going by and tanks and ambulances. And oh, you pressed R instead of L, you failed. And I'm like, screw this. This game is just hot garbage. I, I didn't play it for as long as I even wanted to give it as a bare minimum just because it hurt my eyes. It hurt my mind. It hurt my finger. It just hurt every part of my body. This game was just terrible. And, and I do not recommend this at all to anybody and and I'm sure one day there'll be a physical, and I'll be grudgingly have to buy it, and nope. I'll just put put terrible written in a sharpie on the plastic and throw it in the, the shelf. <laughs> uh, but that that was my number two, Urban Flow. Completionists, no, will not buy that game. <laughs> JP, what's your worst? Worst yep. of the year. Speed three Grand Prix. I <laughs> knew it wasn't going to be amazing going into it, but for some reason. They touted it as like an arcade racing type of game. So it came out. I was genuinely curious to play it. And it was just bad and boring. I can't really say one thing over another as to what made it bad. It was just a bland, bland game. And, you know, I think it was by GS2 that puts out, you know, mediocre games. So it's not surprising. It's already dropped from 40 to $20 more times than I can count. But... Even at that price, it's still not a game unless you need to have all the physicals like Barry and I do. It's not a racing game that you need to have in your collection. And I was disappointed because I thought it could be potentially good, um, but it wasn't. 
at all. So <laughs> but don't it play wasn't. it. <laughs> what? But it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's safe to say if JP thinks the game is bad, it's probably bad. I like everything. Yeah, That's true. That's true. Yeah. So all right, next, Jeff. who's next? So my worst one, um, it's not that the game is hot garbage uh, overall, but it was my most disappointing, which makes it my worst game of the year. Um, when we play for the Playcast, uh, Paper Mario, um, oh, 100% wow. worst game. Uh, the battle mechanics are just trash for the point that it was cool for like the first hour, and then I just lost interest in continuing in the entire game because like the overworld and stuff was fun. The story was fun. The battle system was so bad and slogged on so long that I didn't want to play the game anymore, and I stopped playing it after, like, the second or third sprite thing. I just did not like the game. It absolutely is the worst Switch game released just of the year just because of the inherent disappointment where if they just made traditional RPG, Mario RPG-style battle mechanics i would have been fine but nintendo loves to reinvent with the paper mario series what was great in thousand year door so Mm -hmm. because of that um absolutely worst game of the year wow i loved paper mario i bet you did barry you love slogging (laughs) through (laughs) train my number one worst game of the year was something i did for the playcast it was something i did for the under a dollar challenge it was something i actually won the under a dollar challenge with it is probably, hands down, the worst concept for a video game I've ever played. It is also, hands down, one of the worst executions of a video game I've ever played. Thus, it puts it at the top of my list. And that is Ski Sniper. Uh, <laughs> that was the best. No physicals coming? No physical. Ski Sniper is just one of those. You, you pick your point on the ski slope that you want to set up your sniper rifle and just kill the innocent skier that's going down the mountain and uh just just Amazing. do it mortal Kombat style where the bullet goes through the rib cages and you see the cracking bones but and here's the big but that's if you can hit them because the aiming is hot garbage in this game <laughs> it it is just terrible to even attempt to get any shot that's worth a damn i think i out of like a hundred shots i maybe hit them once like it is just it is garbage and and everybody i've who who has played it has had the same problem like the hit detection is just horrible and so the only way i found enjoyment in this game is by making up stories for the skiers and and making up their (laughs) lives and seeing if fate was going to be cruel to them and and most often or not they they went home to their wives and their husbands and they were they were happy except for that one that one did not make it home and his little son is now crying over his dead mutilated body at the bottom of the ski slope (laughs) it is just a terrible game and i do not recommend this to anybody (laughs) (laughs) my goodness Hmm. um so our favorite top Nintendo Switch games of 2020. Did you pick more than just one, JP? I did. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So I'll start. So, yeah, I'm not going to really say this is like three, two, or one for me. These are just all great overall games for me. You so pick three, two, one, JP. All right. If I have to do that. Um, the third one for me, uh, I'm going to take one out because I, I did have Xenoblade <laughs> in here, but I don't want to reuse it. But that was one of my overall games I'm so i'll take that one out so my third one i would say is gardens between by voxel agent it's another one of those um really quick games i mean you could sit and play it in four to five hours 
great puzzle mechanics where you kind of reverse time as you're navigating a pretty linear uh, level because you're kind of you know going left to right and it's the levels rotating around you and you have to use time mechanics to reverse things to keep going. But it's pretty much the story of two friends, uh, you know, one's moving away and each level is kind of like looking back on their childhood of like memories. And it was just really well done, really unique. Um, still can't stop thinking about it. And I know I played it like well over like half a year ago. So it's, it's in my overall switch games of 2020. Um, at least that's when it came out physically for, from super rare games. I don't know exactly the release date on the eShop, but I played it this year. So I'm counting it on. Um, so when I go through my list, I'm going to go what I had. And then I have a few honorable mentions. So that way I can still, cause we already talked about a few of my games. Um, mm-hmm. my number three though, uh, is one that I just recently played. It's a really old game, but it was released recently physically on the switch, uh, played through it and beat it. And it was awesome. Ease origin. Oh, yes. Nice. Such an amazing game. Um, Played it over on the Switch kiosk that I got, which is my favorite item pickup of the year. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's just so cool, and I love the E-Series in general. This is the first one that I have on the Switch. I haven't bought anything else on E's yet on the Switch, which I still need to. Um, E's 8 is going up there in value. Yeah, I know. It's scaring me. Um, How how many hours did you put into E's Origin? Um, I want to say it was under 10 hours for sure. Like absolutely under 10 hours. It was, it was a shorter experience. Um, and it's, it's pretty, it's not that it's linear, but you do go up floor by floor. Um, you can go back down to level up things. Um, but Mm -hmm. I was able to pretty much hundred percent the game and collect everything. So nice. Yeah, it was, it's, it's a very straightforward, fun experience. Under 10 hours is very doable for me. I'm going to, I'm going to have to pull that from the shelf. Yeah. After Immortals. Yes, yeah. after yeah. Immortals. After Immortals. <laughs> and, and my honorable in there would be um, Age of Calamity, of course, is in mm-hmm. my top my top games of the year. Age of Calamity was awesome, but uh, we, Barry already mentioned it. So, <laughs> so I'm, I have my actual top three, which are duplicates, so I'll do an honorable mention for each tier as well. This way, another game gets some shine. So yeah. my actual number three is Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, just an awesome game. Yeah, uh, awesome. I did talk about it, but an honorable mention that I will talk about will be Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, Sharp FE Encore. Nice. Just uh, a Wii U game that was overlooked, and I feel a Switch game that was also overlooked. This came out just before the, the whole... Um, covid pandemic mm-hmm. and it is a really fun atlas you know meets fire emblem rjrpg with probably my favorite if not top three favorite battle systems of all times uh it's just a lot of fun the great characters great to see the fire emblem characters in a new light very very music based but the music i really i fell in love with uh, it's you know so a whole story centers around a music studio but it's just such a cool idea for a game, and I feel is horrifically overlooked. And uh, I think more people should, you know, give it a chance. Nice. All right, number two. Um, I'm gonna pick. See, it's tough now between two. I'm gonna pick Burnout Paradise. Um, and the reason for that is because two things. One, I love the Burnout series. Never played Paradise though, even when it came out on the PS3 and PS4. And it plays amazing. Like when we talk now about racing games, like this is the must own. And it just goes to show that, you know, this is an EA game and every, you know, 
they seem to be hesitant to come onto the Switch for one reason or another. But their games play phenomenally well on the Switch. I mean, the loading time is a little bit in the beginning, and then you're in the world. You're in the burnout world. And, I mean, it's so smooth. And I play it handheld. The soundtrack is fantastic. The game is exactly how I hoped it would be on the Switch. Um, and to me, it was just... It, it met all the hype that I had built in my head for it when I knew it was coming out. So I uh, absolutely loved Burnout Paradise. Very good choice. Nice, nice. Yeah, thanks. Um, so Very my true. number two um, was already covered, so I'll have an honorable here. But uh, my number two was Bloodstained, of course, too. Uh, um, yeah, because last year was Bloodstained. Um, <laughs> uh, Bloodstained 2, amazing experience. Uh, didn't Honestly, it didn't get number one because it didn't hold up um, as a brand new experience as well as the original that blew my mind um, because it was so awesome. So, but Bloodstained 2 is still an amazing game. Uh, my honorable, though, is a game that was released in 2019 but physically released 2020, Blasphemous. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I was able to, was sitting on again on my backlog wall, only played it a little bit. Um, would love to do it for the playcast to dive further in because, again, I haven't gotten back to it and Immortals has taken over my life at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Blasphemous was an amazing experience. A lot of gothic um, art with it. And, of course, it has Metroidvania aspects. So I do enjoy the progression. Um, the key is, is I just, it does have a little bit of a difficulty spike. I just hope it's not as bad as Hollow Knight because <laughs> Hollow Knight mm-hmm. was like, I mean, there's the berries of the world where it's like, yeah, I couldn't get into it. Well, it's like, you got to get past that, that hump in Hollow Knight. Oh, I, 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 I didn't have difficulty with Hollow Knight. I just couldn't get into the game. Like it just wasn't pulling me like after like two hours of gameplay, it just hadn't, didn't have the it hooks in it. It took over two hours to, to get over the hump for me. It did. I actually put it down originally Helen I put down for a while and got back um but yeah Blasphemous though is, is another classic style and it has that souls style to it mm-hmm. nice alright so my number two uh, again another repeat was uh, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 I can't sing this series enough praise and I do recommend everyone go play this ASAP if you have the opportunity uh, for my honorable mention then I'll talk a little bit more about is uh, Trials of Mana the remake nice. of, uh, of the third Mana game I you know still get another early 2020 release uh, I really had a lot of fun with this remake. I thought it was well done. I thought the graphics were really good. I like the added content with the fourth level of, of uh, evolution. And I love all the replayability with all the different characters. And uh, the way the story changes depending on what characters you have. Uh, not a lot, not a terrible lot of backtracking, which I liked. And uh, just a lot of fun. And uh, if you like action role-playing games and you like stuff like you know 3D Zelda, uh, I do recommend giving this a shot. Yeah, that one almost made it to my list. Man, I'm looking now. You got me looking up Ease 8 up on eBay. Ugh. It's like I told oh, you. getting up to $100. Yep. Told you it's going up. Heart only $60. Like, jeez. Hell it's no. Crazy. I need to find it in the community or something because there's no way. I can't afford it. Oh, yeah. That's one that I see all the time people posting and asking about it. And it's just, it's insane the, the value that certain games, and it's not that you want to say like you don't expect games to go up but when they do it's like it always comes as a shock because somebody will mention me like hey do you know where you could find this and i'm thinking yeah this is rarely available and then you you start looking and nobody has it anymore and the price has started to Mm. to go up and you go when did that happen like sealed it's going over a 100 bucks and it's like really 
better pre-order Ease 9 because probably the same thing's going to happen. Yeah, I'm absolutely going to pre-order Ease 9. And I'm going to play Ease 8 still, damn it. Ease 8 is amazing. I just think it's funny that they're uh, Neon Falcom, who's released the game, they're um, putting out like MSX version, disc versions of the original Ease 1 and 2. And I'm like, I have the original, and like, they're almost Neo Geo AS style faux leather cases. Like, I have the original releases of this. Like, I'm a big fan of the series. It's just like, I just waited on ease 8 because i wait on games and this one just happened to go up so it's like sometimes i get games for like 10 bucks on on a black friday which i got a ton in this year um then other ones it goes up to damn a hundred dollars <laughs> see and that's why you should try the before it goes up the legend of heroes series because that's also falcon same team yeah yeah absolutely see what's crazy is i normally look up um what do you call it? like uh, different regions? Because a lot of times when something's sold out in North America, the Peggy rating is still like readily available. But nope, not even Ease Eight. Like I'm looking it up for you, Jeff, and yeah, it's like sold out everywhere. It is super duper pooper scooper expensive. And, and yeah, and also just really quick because now we talk about this. Well, now let's finish this first. So, am I up to my number yep, one? Number one. Number okay. one. I am picking a game that. Surprised me at PAX. I got to sit down with the developer and play the demo that he put together for PAX. And the game started off very traditional, thinking it was going to be like another platformer. And right after the first level, it blew me away. We played it for the Playcast, and that's Wonderling. I was wondering when you were going to put that in there. Yeah, I I could not stop talking about this game. And, you know, they've added so much more content now that I have to go back into it. But the, the game is just it's so funny. It's written by, I got to look up the name later, but it's written by a comedian, um, like the the dialogue. But the gameplay is so fantastic because it's literally like you play as a minion, one of the little minion bad guys in a platformer after the hero who is perceived to be really like, in quotes, the bad guy of the story. And it's just so fun because as you keep going through the levels, you you keep gaining ability. So you kind of start just being able to go left and right. Then you could jump like the double jump but it's it's a puzzle game and there's so much to it there's so like every level has collectibles and like double hidden collectibles it's so fun i mean i absolutely love wonderling i'm very surprised it does not have a physical because it's one of those games that to me 100 percent deserves it and i knew that when i sat down and, and spoke with the developer um because he also he even won an award i forget which award it was but at pax you know they came over and they gave him an award something best of show things like that so early on you could already tell it's gonna be a hit and it it didn't fail on that so i highly recommend checking out wonderling if you haven't played it yet mm-hmm. better yet check out our old playcast episode where we go really into it and i think all three of us love the game so it's definitely something you need to check out mm-hmm. absolutely great game yep so so my number one has already been touched upon, and I'm assuming Barry's going to touch upon it again, too, is Xenoblade Chronicles, definitively. Yep. Uh, amazing. Um, yeah, I didn't want to repeat anything, so I, I covered it, though. But for me, it's just an action RPG just done perfect. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely. Like, I just love the progression, the steady flow of new characters and abilities that drew you in. And then on top of it, the story. The story was just amazing getting through it. Um, wasn't a huge fan of the after part of the uh, definitive piece, but I also, had I played the original on the Wii, it would have been an amazing little cap 
on the uh, on the adventure. But had I just played it for however many hours it was, we, I remember we we talked about it on our episode. How many hours I put in it? Crap, ten hours. I was just ready mm-hmm. to be done at that point. Um, mm-hmm. Now going back, I, I would absolutely enjoy the the middle piece. <coughs> and so the mm-hmm. game is amazing. It's it's definitely. Um, probably needs to go up into my top 50 because it's currently not in my top 50. And I'm like, mm, why isn't it there? Hmm. But there are some amazing games in my top 50. So interesting. I have to make some decisions here, guys, at the end of the year. Damn it. <laughs> um, but my honorable mention that I'll put, the physical's not out yet for it, but I did play it on um, Xbox Game Pass. And it is Streets of Rage 4. Nice. Oh, awesome beat em up. Everybody was looking at it, looked at the art style, were like, ugh, it looks like the classic garbage drawn art, and they didn't like it. Well, then when you actually play the game, there are so many frames of animation that the art looks awesome. Because what you typically see is when you have like a, a hand-drawn art style, they don't do enough animation so where it doesn't flow right, and then it looks like cheap. Well, there are so much animation in the game. It flows so fluidly, and the music is, like, so amazing to the point where, like, if I had the soundtrack for it, I'd pop it in my car when I'm driving to work. Like, it's it's really good. It's really classic Sega Genesis-style art. You know, Yuzo Kojiro-style, like, amazing stuff. Um, I played through it once, beat the game. Um, I'm going to hold off now until I get get my physical in for the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it was released by like 27 different uh, publishers at this point. Um, I don't even remember which version I got now. It's great. <laughs> Eventually, I'll get it in physically, um, and it'll be awesome. But Street Rage 4, definitely a way to reinvigorate a franchise correctly, which, ironically, I should crush um, <laughs> the game that came out, um, Battletoads. <laughs> That oh, was yeah. just terrible on Game Pass, whereas Street Rage 4 was amazing. So um, can't wait to get that one physically. Might might go into next year's list with new experiences or something, mm-hmm. but awesome. Final yep. countdown, Barry. Final countdown. Final countdown. <laughs> so my number one should come as no surprise. Um, I agree with you completely, Jeff. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition with Future Connected. Yeah. Hands down, just love the series and my my game of the year for sure uh my last honorable mention i will talk about to not repeat uh was another game that i didn't go into expecting to love and i wound up falling truly in love with it and that is rune factory 4 special i just Mm -hmm. sunk so many hours into that game just it just engrossed me in every possible way and the only way that it was held back was the the RNG of getting the quests needed to move on or to marry the person you want to marry. And that was a little bit of a slog. But other than that, it's a great 2D Zelda-style action RPG where you get to customize and create your own weapons and choose what type of weapon you want to use. It has the farming elements from Harvest Moon, so you get to grow crops to get money. You have a, a town that's truly alive, and you get to go around and talk to everybody and get to know them and build up your relationships. And it is just a really, really cool game that I, I you know, I'm, I'm happy it got revitalized. I'm, I'm happy there's Rune Factory Five now coming. And uh, again, I do recommend giving this a shot because it it was a, just a fun adventure. Nice. It was interesting because that game is to me what Hollow Knight was to you. Like I <laughs> I played it and it just didn't draw me in. I it might have been the RNG. It might have been the way that like 
because of my OCD nature, I wanted to do all the things, and then yeah. I enjoyed like the bat, like going and doing the hunting part in the in the dungeons and stuff. I liked that, but I wasn't a fan of the rest. And it's just interesting. Some games grip us, and some games don't. There's nothing wrong with that. We all have different yeah. tastes. Yeah. But the important thing is just to celebrate how many awesome games there are, and the Switch is full of them. No games on the Switch is what I see from people, and it's like, okay, guys. Um, I'm running out of space on my entire collector wall. Um, so, so interesting as my wall, I do have my front facing rental collection. All right. So the games that popped up this year, um, that we mentioned already, age of calamity popped up into my top, I say top 50, but in reality it's, it's seven times three. Mm -hmm. So, and then five extra games. So it's under 40 actually. And I can put, (laughs) I can put games on the side. Um, so I can under add 30. Extra. Yeah. Yeah. It's under 30, man. Um, <laughs> but Asia Calamity got up. Um, Evil Land got up for sure. Um, so, I mean, we've had, we're all like solid across the board. Um, on the side leaning is Mario 3D All-Stars. It's not mm-hmm. front facing, but it's on the side. Cause I do have little side spots. Um, one that we, a couple that we didn't mention, Blossom Tales, um, made it up this year for me. Um, nice. The Messenger made it up, of course. We talked about that one earlier. Um, the one, though, that I'm surprised um, that I really did enjoy, didn't make it to my list, though, but was uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night for new experiences. Um, uh, I played it last year and loved it. So Yeah, well, we covered it this year on an episode. And yeah. it was, like, that was one of those where I finally played it, and, and it was awesome amazing. game. So that one absolutely got up into my top. Was it 30, Barry? So, yeah. Yeah, my top 30. <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be super interesting to see, like, what comes out next year. And so, I... Go on, JP. I heard you yeah, want to JP. say something. I did ask on Twitter, you know, what's been people's favorite game to come out this year. So, I'm happy to read those as well. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, from Giorgio Asmir, he had a few. Gigantic Army, Goblin Sword, Dragon Quest XI, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. So interesting, JP. Um, Goblin Sword, I know we reached out to the developer, and he said he didn't like his game. We reached out to the developer for like a physical. Like, we're like, hey, that game is really cool. It turns out it's George Ailes' top game of the year. Like, so it's interesting that the guy said, oh, no, I just made that for mobile and ported it. He didn't want to do a physical of it. And it's like, so if you want to see a physical like Goblin Sword or anything like that, go to our Discord. There's a recommendations one. We see the game pop up enough times where we're like, hey, developer, we know you don't like your game of Goblin Sword for some reason, but there's people that are in love with the game. <laughs> like, like I remember just seeing the trailer, and I thought it was really cool. And I reached out to the developer. He's like, no, no, we, the, you, you, the game's not good. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. He only looks like he has one game on the eShop, which is that one. Yeah, it's, yeah I'm, I'm looking at him now. It's a... It has 89 levels, 13 bosses, 30 weapons, 30 relics, 14 yeah. costumes. Like, it sounds huge. It and it looks really cool. Like, And I gotta say, it's a retro-inspired action platformer with light RPG elements, which sounds perfect for premium edition. Metroidvania style is what it sounds like to me. Like, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So that's where it's like, that's a weird one where we I reached out to the developer this year when I saw it, like just the trailer announcement that it was coming to Switch. And like, he's like, oh, no, no, no. You wouldn't like that. Maybe we need to reach out again. Uh, we'll let JP, the uh, Mr. Yes. Uh, Mr. Crazy. All right. So 
our Sundor said Ori series, Animal Crossing, Hades, Streets of Rage 4. We didn't talk about Ori. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I want to make that a playcast in the future because I've never played them. Yeah. So yeah. I want us to... I think that's one that we should definitely at least pick one of the two. Probably the first one. Yeah, and play it. the original Ori, you know, Xbox One style, I, that was a classic where I played it. Like one, one pickup and played it and then never got back to it. And I mm-hmm. always regretted it. And now I have the first one on the Switch... They didn't have the second one at the stores here, which pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. So Brito Blue said probably that one, and meaning my picture of Xenoblade Chronicles. He said, <laughs> by a long shot, the quality of life updates made a lot of difference from the Wii 3DS to the Switch. I have all versions, and this was the first one I completed. Great choice. Uh, Phineas Fool said Hades and Immortals Phoenix Rising are my top two. Nice. Benny B8852675 said, I really want the my nintendo award for this <laughs> the phone, little phone clip thing okay hope you get oh, it <laughs> uh giant lizard lizards are us said if it counts as this year cadence of hyrule physical and dlc were this year if not then xenoblade and age of calamity are equally favorites hmm. landon wind said animal crossing new horizons and murder by numbers and Murder by Numbers is available physically through uh, East Asia Soft if you want the physical. You know, and I'm, I'm surprised that Animal Crossing didn't make any of Barry's list because you played so much of that game. That's true. I still play every day, but yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't It didn't make my list because it's there's a lot of little things. Like right now, the snowman that pissed me off because it's <laughs> like... like like, you would think, like, oh, this is a f- family-friendly casual game. Like, you're supposed to relax and wind. Let's build a snowman. That's a fun activity. But here's the kicker. you got to make the snowman perfect in order to get the recipes. Yes. And if you don't, it's like, oh, sorry, you 90%, you didn't do it, and you get nothing. Oh, <laughs> sorry, this isn't perfect, but I guess I should thank you for bringing me to life. And you still get nothing. It's like... It's like anxiety to try to build. You only get one chance a day to build this perfect snowman to try to get these recipes. And that shouldn't be in a f- casual, family-friendly game. They shouldn't They shouldn't have that. They should let kids make whatever crazy snowman they want to make and still get rewarded for it. Because it's a fun game. So, like, oh, little things like that. You must make it perfect, Barry. You, you really must. It's ridiculous. Like, things like that pull it down for me. It's, it's up there. I have a lot of fun with it. I still, like I said, I still play it every day. But those little things pull it away from everything else <laughs> all right uh murder storm 117 said demon souls doom internal and xenoblade chronicles definitive edition mediate jack said don't judge me for it's animal crossing new horizons uh fire prince 96 said xenoblade chronicles definitive edition is still my game of the year and gold game star said my favorite games that came out for this year on the switch would be animal crossing new horizons Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, Paper Mario Origami King, and Deadly Premonitions 2. So thank you, everybody, that uh, participated and commented. Also, if you're listening to this, send us, drop us a line or post on social media, tag us, and let us know what your favorite game of 2020 has been. I'm seeing a lot of Xenoblade there. It makes me very happy. Yeah. It, yeah just it, remember, it, it, the it, best new game of 2020 was Ring Fit Adventure, guys. Yes, <laughs> clearly. You know, Xenoblade is a very good example that you can take a game that's old, you know, it's 10 years old, and it's it can become a favorite again and, and to people for the first time. And that's why, you know, I don't mind when, at least with the Switch, when they go back into the catalog and they bring older games because a lot of us missed it the first 
few times around. And when you add in these quality of life that just make it more enjoyable, uh, I see nothing wrong with that. And Xenoblade is a perfect example of that. I'm hoping in 2021 we see X announced, and that way we can have all three games, and maybe even maybe even number three. Who knows? Yeah, well, more than three games too, because Torna is really its own game. Yes, you're right. I mean, like Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Yeah. Yeah. So but, we know, are well, well over two hours now, guys. Um, yes. I think we should wrap things up with a bow um, for the 2020. But I have my weekly releases no, done already. No, JP, we don't have another hour, man. It's a short week. You can't do weekly releases when we don't record uh, re- beg, weekly Jeff. episodes. It's a short week. No, no, we did. Beg. You got to cover last week too, and the week before that that you didn't. No, that's do it. done and already. Week... Now people need to know what's coming out. No. Because um, when miss people a lot listen to our episodes, in a, when people listen to the episode a year from now, JP, they're, it's not going to be relevant. Or they'll be like, I didn't know that came out. Mm. Mm. But they got to be able to understand what you're saying as the Micro Machine Man who doesn't take a breath, JP. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just wrap this up then. <laughs> so if you want to see the weekly releases, JP does that every week at jpswitchmania.com, where you can check out all the new releases every week that he posts. And he'll probably post it pretty soon because he's been posting them earlier. Every week. Posted. See, I, I just marketed for you, JP. <laughs> so um, I think um, our next episode, I mean, our next game for the playcast is going to be Immortals Phoenix Rising. I feel like that would be an awesome Season 3 finale. I think a cool episode for next recording would be what do we want to see in 2020, like our predictions twenty in 2021, mm-hmm. like our okay. favorite predictions. I think that would be a cool episode. It also allows JP to procrastinate to play other games that aren't Immortals Phoenix Rising because once he starts playing Ooh. it, He's going to actually realize how good it is, and he's not going to want to put it down. And what he's going to do is what he does to us on every episode, Barry, when we have a, a long game. He's like, oh, I just started playing it, and now I don't want to stop. And then after we record the episode, he'll play it for another quarter of a year. <laughs> yeah. That's what he does. Oh, totally. Oh, it's, that's definitely going to happen. I'm so glad you guys know me so well. <laughs> this is this classic <laughs> JP. Um, it is what it is. But we're just giving him more time to procrastinate. And then when he says, oh, I didn't have time during the holidays, we'll go back to this episode when he said he had three full days that he's not going to do anything else but play Immortals when we have a whole premium edition games company that we're running. <laughs> like, yep. we're gonna, like, I'm not going to think that I have any time because I'm going to be sucked into finishing our premium guide for... Um, Pigeon Dev Games, which is super close to being done. Um, and then writing tons and tons of reviews for Switch Collector Volume 2. Because that's getting, um, that's got to get completely finished up too. So that's going to be my focus during the holidays. I'm not going to have a whole lot of time to play games. Um, but when I do write stuff, I play games in between. So I'll probably jump in. I just warn you, JP, that every time I pick up Immortals, I'm like, I'm going to pick it up and play one thing. I end up, it's like 4 a.m. and I'm still playing. And <laughs> it's like, very addicting. Oh my God, I can't stop. I'm like, oh, I'll just do one more thing. One more. Th- it, it is a one more thing type game. Um, so just be forewarned that the game is awesome, but it will suck you in. So get forgotten and done <laughs> before you <Yeah>. start it. <laughs> um, it gives us plenty of time though. But I think like doing our... Predictions. predictions so listeners let us know what your predictions are for 2021 what do you want to see do you think there'll be a switch to do you think that we'll finally get banned at a three or metroid prime four like let us know what you think 
Are we going to get a Zelda collection because of the anniversary? Um, we'll talk about all that stuff and what our predictions are and what we'd love to see for 2021. And next next episode will be in 2021. Yes, so. it will. So this will be the last time we say goodbye this year. So goodbye to 2020. Let, yes. let it burn in hell and, and never come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. thank you. I just want to say thank you to all the listeners that have supported us through the, the past two years and, and just, you know, been there and especially through this terrible year. And, uh, you know, we all appreciate you and we, we wish you the best of the holiday season and a very happy new year. Absolutely. Everything that Barry just said. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Happy holidays. Happy Enjoy. holidays, yeah. Get through, spend some time with your family after this, you know, dumpster fire of a year. And, um, yes. And just enjoy what we have and play some, play some Switch. But you know yeah. what, though? For as challenging as it's been, there has been highlights. Mm-hmm. And I I do have to stress that we, we should all take time to just look for those little things. Like for us, I mean, Premium Edition Game started in 2020. Mm-hmm. That's a big achievement and it's something that to me i'm gonna try and remember 2024 and not covid and you know we had a passing in the family and so you know we we gotta look for the happy things because during all all these challenges good things have happened and hopefully in 2020 in 2021 it is better for everybody and things that have been good continue to grow and things that have been bad hopefully stay in this year so Mm -hmm. i hope i hope everybody uh you know does well and is safe and happy and we all are getting towards a, a better year ahead of us. Exactly. Oh yeah. So where yes. can we find everybody? So you can find me on Facebook and the Twitter uh, at Hagen's Alley and on Instagram at Hagen's Alley Books. Uh, have some books available at Hagen'sAlley.com. Um, volume one of Switch Collector is sold out. There are copies of volume two available for pre-order so that'll be before we do the the print run um i do know that whenever we get to volume three um we will offer a reprinting of volume one for those of you that might be like well i miss volume one i don't want to get volume two like we will offer the opportunities and you can mix and match like a two book combo if you have volume two and didn't get volume one what we're going to offer that it's not going to be gone forever um and look forward to next year, uh, the complete NES finally coming back and in a definitive edition. If I ever get any time, which, um, spoilers, I won't, um, <laughs> to, to do anything but premium edition games. Because it's uh, all-encompassing and, and it consumes our life, right, JP? Oh, yeah. Barry? You can find me at Twitter, at Hawk Hellfire. You can find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. You find me on the Premium Edition Games Discord and in the Premium Edition email, of course, if you need any help. And uh, JP, what about you? Sure. So you can find me on jpswitchmania.com. That's the website with those weekly releases. On social media, just type in jpswitchmania on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You'll find me there. Twitter is where I live. That's where I'm there 25 hours a day. So if you uh, like physical announcements and you want to be kept in the loop on all the cool things or you just want to win amazing prizes because i am doing my 31 days of giveaways right now where every day i give away another digital and or physical game for the entire month of december so it's happening right now uh we're on day 19 Uh, of course with premium edition games you can find me on twitter we have frank on facebook and instagram 
We have Barry in Discord, which you should absolutely join. And if you want to see me live and in person, or at least pre-recorded, go to YouTube right now at Premium Edition Games, where I pop in the cartridge of Pigeon Dev Games Collection. You can see firsthand the carts are real. They're awesome. Uh, and of course, if you haven't already, pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. Super Blood Hockey and Pigeon Dev is limited to 5,000 copies worldwide. They are selling. Uh, if you're in the U.S., go to premiumeditiongames.com, secure, and lock in your pre-order today. If you're anywhere else in the world, head on over to videogamesplus.ca. They are a Canadian partner and international shipper. So you can get our game no matter where you are in the world. But do not wait mm-hmm. because 2021s are around the corner. We're going to start shipping, which also means we're going to start announcing our future titles. So get in early, join us on the journey and adventure, and uh, have some cool physical games on your shelf. And while we can't speak for Video Games Plus, like we do have the percentage left on our site, and it's like under 30% yeah. stock left for our site. So once that's gone, you know, you're going to have to have to get the game aftermarket and we don't want that i know jp wants to see our game show up on ebay somehow but <laughs> you know, I, said, I said we become legit when you see our games on ebay before we even announce them like for pre-order <laughs> before we announce I, them period yes i don't want anyone to have to go to ebay or no. pay more than what we're charging on our website or video games pluses plus don't forget if you miss out now you don't get to take part in the challenge with the mm-hmm. challenge card you may not get the cool exclusive slipcover by Paul Niemeyer. I mean, you may miss out on a lot of really cool physical items. So why not just secure your copy right now? It's easy. And we have free shipping on the premium edition of Pigeon Devs. You really can't get better than that. And we've got our first deal book coming. There's just so much in the work. So check it out. Support us. And get excited. And let's get physical. <laughs> and, and if you go to that video on YouTube of JP showing off Pigeon Dev, comment that you want him to lick it, and we can maybe do a follow-up video. You know what? The, the cartridge. The cartridge. I would lick it. If we get to 1,000 followers on YouTube, or subscribers, I guess is the right word, I will lick that cartridge. <laughs> Let's make it happen, people. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next year. Bye. Have a good one. 